Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slipper slides and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Hello, Neo. How do you know that name? I know a lot about you. Who are you? My name is Trinity. Trinity. The Trinity that cracked the IRSD base. That was a long time ago. Jesus. What? I just thought, um, you were a guy. Most guys do. That was you on my computer. How did you do that? Right now, all I can tell you is that you're in danger. I brought you here to warn you. What? They're watching you, Neo. Who is? Please just listen. I know why you're here, Neo. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep. Why you live alone and why night after night you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when he found me, he told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us, Neo. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question, just as I did. Seventeen, I bought a Coke and some gasoline And I drove out to the county fair 
When I saw her for the first time She was standing there in the ticket line And it all started right then and there Oh, say the sky made a perfect sunset And that's a day I'll never forget I had a barbecue stain on my white t-shirt She was killing me in that mini skirt Skipping rocks on the river by the railroad tracks She had a suntan line and red lipstick I worked so hard for that first kiss And a heart don't forget something like that It was five years later on a southbound plane I was headed down to New Orleans To meet some friends of mine for Mardi Gras When I heard a voice from the past Coming from a few rows back And when I looked I couldn't believe just what I saw She said, I bet you don't remember me And I said, only every other memory I had a barbecue stain on my white t-shirt You were killing me in that miniskirt Skipping rocks on the river by the railroad tracks You had a suntan line and red lipstick I worked so hard for that first kiss And a heart don't forget something like that She was killing me in that mini skirt Skipping rocks on the river by the railroad tracks She had a suntan line and red lipstick I worked so hard for that first kiss And a heart don't forget No, a heart don't forget I said a heart don't forget Something like that Back, fuckers, to another edition of the True Spiracy. True Spiracy, number 25. 25. Yeah, something like yes. that. Yes. I know it was something like that. Look at you wearing sunglasses at yep. night again. Yep. Seriously. Nope. During the day. During the day. Okay. It well, is during that's the true. Day. But it is inside, so that's kind of weird. Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> that is all. That is all. Either way. Oh, well. Well, we're waiting on our guest for the day to join us. He's logging in now. So um, apparently he was walking his dog, which I completely understand because we currently have a pack of dogs at our house five of them crazy chuck what's going on my fellow friend and uh ellsworth yes do report to the office fucker ellsworth report to the <laughs> office please oh mick looks no more normal with the sunglasses well, you're damn right thunder 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 get the fuck out of here yeah, there you go, fuckers. And obviously for the Wolfpack. And the Patriots. That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. And fuck, while we're waiting, what flames coming out of their buttholes? We do have flames coming out of our buttholes. I figure we might as well flame one up. Yeah, absolutely. While we wait. 
spark it right up. First thing. We'll just kick this one off in the Correct. ass. Yes. What what do we got for the show plan today? We have Catalyst jo- Jones joining us shortly. Um, but I, I have no idea. We're going to see what rabbit holes we can fall down. It should be fun. What's up, Crazy Chuck with a K? Nah, it's Crazy Chuck with the kids. That uh, Actually, True Junkie's right. It was Bob Dylan, and he did do Masters of War. And it was uh, Black Sabbath did open for Bob Dylan in 1971, I want to say. Uh, both at Madison Square Garden and in um, Los Angeles, if I remember correctly. I'm date predating my date of birth, so I'm trying to remember when I watched the shows because I watched them via video. And uh, those two shows alone oh, was it Long Beach? Okay, forget it. Okay, that was uh, in Long Beach, um, and uh, Bob Dylan. And they had them one open for the other, so it was crazy. Um, and Black Sabbath opened for Bob Dylan, and it was I want to say the third show, so it would have been New York on the return trip. And uh, New York on the return trip that's the one where um, Ozzy bit the head off the bat, if I remember correctly. He said when he tried to log in, it took him to a room by himself. Really? Yes. Which is crazy. Very You're weird. You're killing me, right? So, there Kind we go. of weird. Of only four people left a message to Justin's obituary. Is it weird or would it be more like, hey, look, we don't trust newspapers already. And, you know, why am I going to put my name out there just to let the fucking government follow me some more? Not that I give a shit anymore because that's all gone, but just wondering. Hmm. Is it me? Oh, there he comes. Or did the bong grow? No, no it's, it's you. It's just closer. That's all. Closer to the camera. Or maybe the camera's closer to be. us. I'm going to have to repack it, though. What up? Welcome to the show, Catalyst. How you doing? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I was having some login issues. My bad. No, that's okay. No, don't we, sweat it. We always have technical difficulties around here. We're like the king and queen of technical difficulties. It shit always happens. So. <laughs> okay, good. Then I don't feel like I'm the one that sabotaged the show. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. And Justin continually fucks with my lights now. So like every night before I go to bed, I turn off all the lights in the studio and it doesn't even take 10 minutes for the main light to come back on by itself. Oh, well, tell him I said what's up. I sent him a message, but he hasn't replied, so I hope he actually got it. Well. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, what are we talking about today? I heard something about rabbit holes and conspiracies, and that's right up my alley. Well, yeah, so what is your, what's your favorite true conspiracy? Well, first off, why don't you tell people like a little bit about yourself and your show and where they can find you and all that good stuff? Well, I am the crazy conspiracy theorist in the Patriot Podcast Network. Um, You can find my show, obviously, on the Patriot Podcast Network, on your Roku devices, 
Um, other than that, I'm not as cool as you guys. So I don't do um, like the live streams yet. So you can find me on all major podcasting platforms such as like Roku, uh, iHeart and Spotify. And I just started um, my third YouTube account, hoping I don't get nuked this time. So you can find my show on there. And I'm only going to be posting little clips that are YouTube friendly on there and try to migrate people to the Patriot Podcast Network and Rumble. Yeah, absolutely. It, well, and that's the only way you can do it because the first time you ever post anything about loving Donald Trump or having anything to do with any of that shit, you're automatically a rebel, in which case they will come after you with all guns blazing. Yeah, which I've I've encountered many times, which I'm sure you guys have as well. Yes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. More than one occasion. So what's your, what's your favorite conspiracy? What's your favorite conspiracy theory that came true? I mean, um, that came true or yeah. that I feel is true. So I would I would say Flat Earth is my favorite one. But recently I've been really diving down um, Tataria, mud floods and hidden history and free energy. That is excellent. We've we've we talk a lot about Flat Earth. My, Mick is a Flat Earther as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you're not quite sold yet. Me. Oh, no. I, I think the Earth is flat, hollow and round all at the same time. OK, so <laughs> we just recently had a show that was called. Um, hollow simulated flat earth so i i agree that all three can be true at once I, I just don't i just don't um adhere to the globe aspect of it at all the heliocentric model just does not make any sense whatsoever see i think i think we live on a flat plane and um it's, it's like say you cut the globe in half right um, like the traditional globe you cut it in half so you have the bottom half of the globe that's the hollow earth aspect and i absolutely 100 percent think no the earth is hollow and there are things that live underneath it um that are not like us um and some that are more like us than others but mostly not like us and then we live on a flat plane um with the firmament above us almost like uh like a snow globe yeah okay absolutely so yeah, and, so flat, uh, hollow, round all at the same time. But I do not think we're spinning through space at 66,000 miles an hour in a constant. That's um, 6,600, 6,600, 66,000. There's a lot of 666s in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, no, seriously, it is all sixes. Yes. It's all sixes, point zero 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 zero. And uh, that's supposedly what we're spinning at, which I don't believe at all. That's all fucking bullshit. Yes. This 66666 just tells me right off the bat right there that's all bullshit. The fact that they say that we're spinning around and it's really weird because my buddy showed me a video of this guy who created a complete zero G chamber. So if you flipped gravity so if all of a sudden down became up and up became down what would happen to water right it, it would totally do the opposite of what we are experiencing it would find the lowest point in the room and then level itself off okay water always finds its level no matter what no matter what it's the only object it's the only thing on the planet that actually does that so he took this thing in this chamber and he completely reversed gravity 
And where did the water go? The water go up or the water go down? It went down. I'm, I'm assuming it went down, right? If it started on normal gravity, so right there, it started at down. Where did the water go? I don't know. It, it's early over here for me, man. You're going to have to tell me. <laughs> if you draw a circle, right? Draw uh -huh. a midline, right? In the middle, okay? And right. the bottom half of that midline, okay? That part is where the water started. He flipped gravity. Where did the water go? I mean, gravity's fake too. Well, that see, that's what's throwing me off because I, I believe in uh, uh, buoyancy, not gravity. Thank you. The, the water didn't move. Exactly. It's not throwing you off. You're being honest. <laughs> it didn't move. Buoyancy still holds the same thing. The only difference is atmospheres and gravity. That's it. That's it. the only difference between going underwater and going above the water. How many atmospheres do you go down? How many, how much gravity do you attain? That's the only difference between the two. So water will always find its constant level. Right. Ask any construction worker. It's really weird. Water is the most. If you force. take, if you take gravity and you flip gravity and gravity stays on the bottom half and it doesn't move or water stays on the bottom half. Tell me something. How the fuck are we on a spinning globe? You ever um, go to a fair and there's this ride called the Gravitron, right? And yes. it spins and you get stuck to the wall. Well, if we're spinning, wouldn't it throw water off instead of make it stick? It's yeah. doing the opposite. It would do the opposite of what they actually tell us it's doing. And not only that, when you're sticking to the wall and you slide up the wall and then you stop, why don't you go any further? Because there is a, a, something stopping you from going further no 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 why doesn't your body just slide off that rubber mat that you're on i don't know because of your mass you have reached maximum velocity that's it you can't go any faster that's why you don't move that's why you can still pick your arm up if you're strong enough and your body just doesn't fly off the table right because yeah, no, I used to sit, I used to actually pull myself up to where I was sitting Indian style straight out like this, you know, and as you're spinning around as a kid. But another thing I would like to point out is everybody uses uh, Isaac Newton as the founder of gravity because a damn apple fell off when he was stoned out of his mind. And he's like, oh, shit, that's gravity. But if that apple would have actually kept rolling and hit the water, he would have seen that that apple would have fucking floated. Yes. So it's just uh, it's just a huge lie, which I feel is one of the biggest lies that they've ever told us, because if they can make us believe in some garbage, what they're trying to feed us in this heliocentric model, then we're going to fall for anything. And not only that, if we're spinning out in outer space and we're just like these insignificant, tiny specks of dust, then it totally goes along with their uh agenda to try to take God out of the equation. No, it, it does. And it, I, I, I fucking, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it. Uh, my son last night, we were in his bedroom. I was just like, what is that? He goes, Oh, dad, that's a telescope. He's like, Oh, I can show you that space is not fake and gay. I said, go ahead. <laughs> I'm can. dying to see it. 
He's like, I'll show you. I said, if we set this telescope up, be prepared to come inside tonight with a broken heart. And he said, yeah, what are you talking about? I said, dude, when I get you to look up there, I'm going to show you that space. Not only that space is fake and gay, but also the earth is flat. No, you won't. No, you won't. No, you won't. I was like, I'll prove it to you. I can't wait. He goes, how's that? I said, son, just think of the North Star. Just remember that one. Just think of the North Star and we'll we'll get there tonight. Yeah. So so what did what did he uh, show you when you guys were looking through the telescope? We haven't we're doing it tonight. He dipped out. Oh, awesome. Hey, can you do me a favor real quick, Catalyst? Because your your audio is like in the matrix. Can you pop out and pop back in and see if that fixes it? Cause you're getting all like garbled. broken up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. All right, cool. Jaquando Master says he's not high enough for this. And I completely understand that. Well, while we're waiting, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, we'll, we'll do another one. I did just pack it up, so. I don't know if Catalyst is aware that Justin's no longer with us. I did text him real quick, and I was like, he, you, you know he's not with us anymore, right? So. Based on the comment he made. Yeah, I was. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I send him messages all the time, but I don't expect a response. So, yeah. Anyway, hit that shit. Uh, all right, hold on one second. He's coming back. All right. All right. There we go. Catalyst, we have a little tradition now since uh, since Justin's no longer with us and we took over his channels. We didn't used to smoke live on air, but now we're like, fuck it. We do it in his honor. So, um so we're, we're gonna take a couple bong hits. Go for it. Oh yeah. All right. Excellent. All right. So is that better? I mean, can you hear us better? I can hear you guys perfectly. What I did is I switched from stereo on my roadcaster to multi-channel. I don't know if it helped. No, you're still. Uh, you got a roadcaster too. Um, hold on one second. Let me do something really quick because this might actually fix this. Give me one. I gotta change something here. Okay, now talk to us. Well, well it sounds, sounds better, better on my. Ooh, shit. No, it sounds worse on our yeah, end. Yeah, it's worse on our end. Damn. Um, yeah. Edit commercial. Uh, take that off. Whoa, no, no don't no, take that no, off. No, no, no. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's good. All right. All right. So. Whatever. It sounds fine to them. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. Okay. Hang on, I'm going to miss it with the... Oh, wow. Oh, wow, not. Yeah, I think we fucked it up on it. Well, Tara, he changed it from... He took yeah, off, it went quick. I, I took off an echo cancellation. An R end and yeah. put it on stereo. Is that, Is better? that better? 
Catalyst is fine on their end. That's so weird. How come? It's... Why is it so? Well, that's if they can hear them fine. That's every we time can, make... we can hear them enough. But <laughs> go back and fix ours. Go back to the way it was, because I think you messed ours up. No, I mean, I don't think so. But I'll put this back. Up. Yeah, that's fine. That... Okay. Check check. Okay, good. Now yeah. I don't have Marco. There we go. Can you hear us now? Yes, because Mick is pushing buttons. You're riding on Lone Ranger. That that's what happens. It's what happens. Yes. You're gonna have that. Come on. You've never been there. Like, hey, what does a red button do? <laughs> oh, all, all the time. I yeah. was trying to be on uh, Pilsners and Politics the other day. I actually had to turn off my roadcaster and plug the microphone directly into the laptop. Wow. So he yeah. he uses a different thing that I've ne a different service I've never been on before, and it was quite frustrating. It took us like a half hour to figure it out before we got the show going. We are really quick, uh, just because I I know we we didn't start off with this because we were kind of trying to figure out how to get you up, and we didn't realize we sent the email to the wrong location. No, I didn't. It it just for some reason the link the first link didn't work. It sent us a separate link. Really quick, we got a so a Probably little bit of housekeeping to do that. for our uh, show. Oh, so, goodness. folks, remember last time we talked, I, I said we were going to do a for the week's show. We were going to pick a topic, and it was you guys got to hold us to this. We have to make every song that we start off with. That's all you in our opening. Nope. In our opening within that genre that we pick. So I'm going to have Vlan pick one here. At will well, stop freaking moving it, Jesus. So we have to pick from this genre. I, 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 I can't read that. 2020 rock in all genres. So it has to be for every song this week. We have to do it in a 2020 rock in all genres song. They even had rock songs in 2020. Yeah. Well, they're classified as did, them. Did music even come out in 2020? Can you even call that shit music? We got to figure it out. Well, fuck you. You got to figure that shit for out. For every episode. I got nothing on you. I got nothing on that. Well, we'll, okay. we'll figure it out. Go team. No, I didn't think so. Damn it. Anyway. All right. Left her hanging. Maybe Griff put some music out in 2020. We'll can see. only hope. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. Okay. I do that too, Catalyst. I write, I write Justin. The, the chat, when you said that before about sending Justin a message and not getting a response, I do that all the time too. I just, I talk to him all the time, but I don't expect a response. But someone in the, people in the chat were like, does he not know? Oh my God. So just wanted to make sure. Because, um, you know, we, we still have people, I figured you knew, but we still have people that pop in here on his channels and they're like, wait, where's Justin? And then we have to go through the whole thing over again. So. Um, and you don't have to go through it with me. It's a. Yeah. It gets better. The waves are further apart now, you know, but. So, um, uh, 2020 rock music. I'm, I'm curious because I mean, I feel like rock music has taken a dive, but I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a decent band that's out right now. I'm, I'm going to, we're going to have to figure it out. It, it's going to, I'm going to have to do some real searching because I'm going to have to put together a bunch of lists. Every song has to come out of that genre. Just uh, the opening song or the yes. stuff that we play in the, the, no, the, opening song. the opening songs. Okay. Well, that's okay. It's just a little bit more difficult. I mean, there's, there's a couple out there. It's you just, like to give yourself a challenge. I do. That's good. Give you something to do. So Tartaria and mud floods. I'm so glad you brought that up because honestly, I've been fascinated by Tartaria and mud floods for a while now. And I have not, really had the opportunity to dig into it because there's just been so much other stuff going on that's taken priority. Um, 
but I really wanted to to bring someone on here to to talk about that. So um, it sounds like you're it. Well, I might not be it because I'm still I'm still a newborn when it comes to this subject. So uh, politics really started weighing me down, and um, with recent events, especially, um, I got into a really dark place and was drinking myself way too much. And so I had to kind of take a step back from the politics for a minute and start diving down some more of the fun rabbit holes, such as Tartaria and stuff. Um, I had Matt from The Great Deception on, and he gave an amazing presentation about star forts. And uh, also the expert is Tartari Ann, who is on uh, Instagram, and her page is amazing. It's it's just anything you could want to know. So I will say that I'm sure you guys already know this, that we did not build all these amazing buildings that so-called we built. We inherited them. Of course. Um, so and, and the whole thing with the mud floods is, is you can go back and look at pictures um, of like San Francisco in the 1800s where the cities are just full of these amazing buildings when they had cameras, but you don't see anybody on the streets, right? And then dirt roads. And you're going to tell me that they built these amazing things without power tools back then. And so there's a lot of hidden history that's going on here. And I think that the civilization before us, before this first great, well, there's probably been many great resets, but um, I think that they had technology that is far superior to what we have right now. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I sub- subscribe to the the theory that the Elohim genetically engineered us to be their slaves from um, Homo erectus and their own DNA. The Elohim not are not God. It's mistranslated in the Bible. In fact, God isn't mentioned in the Bible. Um, just the Elohim. But uh, yeah, I I I can absolutely go along with that because they if they had the technology to genetically engineer, then they could certainly build you know, in some ancient civilizations build magnificent buildings and, and things like that. So absolutely. What about the lost history? Do you subscribe to that, to the, that they added a thousand years in our current history? Uh, I'm not going to dismiss anything. And I think that that sounds uh, way more logical than, than what we're living in right now. I, I will say that what really got me in on it and, was after I saw mud floods in the pictures that I had just mentioned is really what sparked my interest. So then I started diving down it a little bit more and got into the world fairs, which happened in pretty much every major city. And in these world fairs, they had these incubators where they would have uh, just countless numbers of babies. First off, where did these babies come from and orphans and whatnot. And so I think that these world fairs won was a way to repopulate these big cities and two, they would destroy them after the fact, uh, whether it would be like a fire or they would just completely wipe them out so that we wouldn't know what our history was. And I think that they're still in the process of trying to cover all that up, but they didn't do a very good job and the internet got away from them because now we're sharing this shit like crazy. Tartaria is one of the biggest um, Googled things in the past uh, year. So it's, it's like really taking off. A non-lone ranger. All right. So you brought up a great point. And uh, this all kind of plays into it. So you said, is if if the the earth earth is flat, flat, what's on the flip side and alternate us? Um, Everybody's heard the theory of evolution. Everybody's heard the theory of de-evolution, right? 
We all understand the differences between the two, both leading opposite directions, right? So I just heard this really, this dude the other day, I just listened to his podcast for like the first time. And uh, he put out an argument that I was like, holy, I like, I actually had like, I had chills. I was like, it actually got cold in my truck. And I was like, that never happens. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. I was, we, and he said that there's, and he spoke about the Elohim. He spoke about Tartaria. He spoke about the earth and he spoke about him in an interdimensional possibility. So for every action, as we all know, there's an equal and opposite reaction. It's one of Newton's laws, right? I thought it was Einstein's theory. of No, it's one of Newton's laws. Okay. Okay. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So when you have people living on one plane, there's automatically a second plane, no matter what there's, you have the right side up and the upside down in a show. We were just watching this upside down world and it You're watching stranger things. Yes. So it automatically computes that if you have the right side up, you have the upside down on the flip side and both are living a dimensional life. Now, there are times in which dimensions cross. They spin this way, they spin back, they spin around the other way, they spin back. It, it's a constant spinning game. And it's really funny because it always kind of seems to happen right around the time they turn on CERN. And all of a sudden, we're living a different world. <laughs> we have come up with ways to describe this as the butterfly effect. The Mandela effect. As the Mandela effect. As whatever the fuck you want to call it. But we have come up with ways to describe this. But this is just a emergence and re-emergence of one timeline into another. So I'm constantly twisted between people saying it's a... I thought the timelines were now permanently split with the... Exactly. Now that CERN has been... But it's been turned on twice now. Well, it, was, it wasn't It was really turned on twice. They they turned it on and... Yeah, but they did two more blasts than they were well, supposed to. They turned it on and there was they had some technical difficulties apparently and they had to shut it down. And then they turned it back on again. Um, so it's almost day. like it spun the timeline like... Well, so, we definitely started seeing a lot of crazy things happen after uh, after July 5th when they did turn it on. And yeah. from what I understand, it's going to keep going until September. Well, it gets even worse because we just noticed one, right? What did you just, what did you ask uh, What's His Nuts the other day? Tell him what you asked What's okay. His Nuts. No, um, no, no. Without saying anything else. No. I, I just, want well, you to ask him to the ask same first, thing. first, um, did you follow Q? Of course. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure he did. I mean, not always, of course, because not everyone does. But um, the first arrest will shock the world. Fantastic. The first arrest will shock the world without a post. Yes. Not anymore. It's gone. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Look it up and look up first arrest. It's not there. I just talked about this with James like two days ago I know. because of the Mar-a-Lago raid. And I'm like, yo, they're going to plant evidence and what arrest is going to shock the world other than Donald Trump. It's gone. 37. It was, and it was actually, I think the original post was in the first 150. Now that's completely gone. The only thing that's even close is 37, 17. And so I asked another 
very hardcore Q follower. Astute. And he pulled it up and he was like, no, it's 3717. And he read that and, I, and, and he read it out and he was like, there it is. And I was like, where does it say the first arrest will shock the world? And he was like, it doesn't, but it never did. I said, yes, it did. I remember it saying that. And it was its own post. So what happened to it? Where did we all get it from? And he couldn't answer me. No, I know for a fact it said that. I'm, hang on, I'm on the keyboard right now. Everybody watch this. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude, but I got to do this to you because when you lose your mind on this one. <laughs> dude, it's, look, it says it. It says it. First right. indictment, unseal, will trigger mass population awakening. First arrest will verify action and confirm future direction. They will fight, but you are ready. Marker 9Q, and it's post 3717. Yeah, where does it say first arrest will shock the world? Where does it say that sentence first is no longer arrest in there? It will says shock first arrest will world. verify action and confirm, confirm future direction. It does not say first arrest will shock the world. You're right. It doesn't say will shock the world. It also comes up in 3716. Yep. And it says the same thing will verify action. What the fuck? Yep. Yeah. See, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> Everybody look at this face. I'm not saying anything. I'm just, it's not you, it's dude. Gone. It's my friend said the same. We, we, he, we have, he said the same exact same thing. And then he was like, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. We, we just saying it's gone. Tell me that that does not like right now hurt your head. No, I'm confused. I'm, I'm well, shit. I mean, is it possible that they just went in and changed it? Well, the only one that could actually go in and change it would be Q. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think so. Be and the reason I don't think so is because you just had the exact same reaction that my other very astute Q friend had, um, where when you first read that post, you were like, no, this is it. See, it's right here. And you read it because your brain this timeline was trying to tell you that this is it. And I had to point out to you that it doesn't actually say that. Yeah. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any right. fucking sense unless I fucking remembered it wrong, which no, no that's not possible not because possible. I've, I've talked about it so much. Yep. So like we remember it word for word. Yeah. Because I remember everything. first arrest will shock the world. Yep. That's how we remember it word for word. Where, 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 where is that anywhere in there? You know what? I'm curious. I need to go back and listen to some of my early, earlier podcasts and see if my podcasts have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? Maybe and show that the timelines have, have truly split. Split. Yeah. My That's mind is blown right now. So what do you guys think about the whole, um, uh, King Tut? with the uh used to just be a cobra and now there's a bird next to the uh cobra i i've heard this this is not a uh this has been around for a hot minute uh between the one and the other i've heard uh one of them and the one i remember is a cobra just a cobra never a bird is no i that's not true i remember the um one i saw from when they released all that shit in Egypt and they finally let cameras into that, um, I remember into the national archives in Egypt. I, I went to see a sarcophagus at the, at, at a museum in England, in London. And his, it was a Cobra. No, on the sarcophagus, it was a Cobra on the, uh, on the actual crown is what I remember the gold crown that they found. And that was a Cobra with an Eagle on the other side. 
and it was split. And I thought it was like the deity signature or the signature deity is what they said it was the, the split between, you know, you're the one that lives on the earth. That is the split between both the heavens and the, you know, the hells and, um, or the underworld. That's what I always took it as. Um, it's weird because the Cobra is still centered and then the bird is just off to the side a little bit. It's not, correct. it doesn't even look right to me. And, and it is possible that it is two different completely things. And we're just remembering it as one, because I do feel a lot of these Mandela effects is just us remembering things uh, mistakenly. Like uh, the biggest one, when the Mandela effect first came out was the Berenstein Berenstein thing. Yeah. And, I dug into that a lot. And actually what ended up happening with that is there was some sort of copyright issues and they actually changed it. So both are true. Hmm. That's interesting because I definitely remember Berenstein. I have an eidetic memory. I remember almost everything that I've read, watched, seen, heard. Yeah, those um, were my first books. I remember Berenstein clear as day. I, I read everyone. And on Lonely Ranger, if you want to look at the JFK shooting, look at our November 22nd episode of last year with Corey Hughes. Uh, he did a four and a half hour presentation into the JFK shooting. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was oh, fucking badass. I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to convince Alan if I give him a reach around to help me get Roger Stone on to talk about who really killed JFK. That would be fucking badass. No shit, right? Get but, Roger Stone and Corey Hughes on the same show. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, if you get Corey and Roger Stone, oh my God. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, Corey would- Corey knows everything there is to know about the JFK shooting. He- It's it's not even funny. We were at his place and uh, we're sitting there and everybody pretty much left. We're going on like two, three o'clock in the morning. And there's this, uh, he goes into the back room and he pulls out this uh, picture frame. In the picture frame, there was a piece of the leather seat from the Cadillac in which JFK was shot in the bloody the, leather, the bloody leather. Oh, no way. And I'm sitting there going, are you fucking kidding me right now? He's like, Nope. And then he pulls out another box and it's the paint. It's a piece of metal in the paint chip from where JFK was shot that day. And I was like, Holy fuck. I was like, no way. And it's all, he's got all the documentation for it. The whole bit. I was like, wow. And that's, that's that's insane. I, like, I mean, he's been down there. He's got pictures of Dealey Plaza. He's writing um, a book and it's it's hardcore. It's going to be badass because he basically the Jews. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Because they uh JFK was going to shut down their um their reactor and pull all support yep. from Israel. So I, I, I have the Jews, a, the Jews worked with the CIA and the military industrial complex. And yeah, I have heard Roger Stone talk about the JFK thing before. And um, he, he says that like all the conspiracies about it are true at the same time. And um, Lyndon B. Johnson was apparently behind all of it. Yes. Well, Lyndon B. Johnson stood, uh, you know, that he is also a, um, uh, well, he was the, I found this out much later in life. I, I didn't realize it at the time, the first time I've ever heard about it, but uh, was it a uh, Brown and Root, the uh, subcontractor, the military industrial subcontractor, which is the big, like they hire them for everything. Um, the, he was one of the co-founders of Brown and Root. He is on the 
board and uh, was one of the co-founders of Brown and Root that magically all of a sudden appeared in Vietnam in 1968 and all of a sudden took over all responsibilities for all the camps. Interesting. So a yeah. lot of people had a lot to gain from from his assassination. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And the fact that he was going to pull us directly out of Vietnam, JFK was. Um, uh, Lyndon B. Was, Johnson. He was the original America troops. first president. He was going to pull all of our troops home. He was going to he was going to sh- dismantle the CIA and the FBI, and uh, and the, and the Federal Reserve. Yeah, and the Fed. So so it was like a. Um, it was all sorts of crazy shit, but he basically boiled it down to uh, it was the Jews. And it had a whole lot to do with how much money, this, that, and the other thing. Um, and apparently JFK was uh, uh, very good friends with a young aristocrat, millionaire or billionaire. I guess he was a billionaire at the time, um, which would have been Donald Trump's dad. Yeah, and JFK Jr. and Donald Trump were best friends. Um, yeah. And on Lone Ranger, how many times they t- have they pop- tried to pop Trump? At least seven that I know of. Um, the the last one that I'm aware of was when his doctor tried to poison him and actually Barron got sick for a while. Um, and then his, his doctor died, um, they said, from COVID. I'm curious, why do you think that they don't make these assassination attempts public? Uh, because they're... Uh, for- at the time, I think they were afraid of an uprising and they didn't want to show that they'd failed. If they had succeeded, they would have, abs- I mean, absolutely, it would have been public, but they don't want to broadcast their failures and stir up a hornet's nest that they can't control all at the same time. Um, the one before that, I think they tried to shoot through his bedroom window. Something like that. In Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That was before the uh, Secret Service was able to put glass um, truth junkie, the Jews were behind it. Zionism and Kazi. Oh, and on Luniger, it very well could be 11. Um, that the last one that I knew of was, uh, right. Uh, probably last year when his doctor died of COVID. That was the last one that I knew of. So, um, but I'm sure there's, there's more that we didn't hear of mixed sources kind of dried up right. for a while right after. Well, when he was campaigning for 2020, didn't he say he, he needed to disappear for a while too? So I'm assuming there was an attempt on his life during that time as well. Who was shot in Ford's theater? Uh, that was Lincoln. Lincoln yeah. was shot in Ford's theater. Mm-hmm. I guess you could also say that JFK was shot in Ford's theater too because he was in a Ford and an open aired Ford the day he was shot. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities in those. Uh, if if you like to connect the dots, there's there's so many of them. I can't think of them off top. It's Who- the reversals. It's like the reverse of everything. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, because uh, Kennedy's uh, secretary's last name was Lincoln. Lincoln's secretary's last name was. Kennedy. Um, there was, uh, what was the other one? Uh, both the secretaries of states did the same thing. Um, it was Lincoln and Kennedy, Kennedy and Lincoln. And, um, and then I guess they both were kind of shot in Ford's theater. You could say that. 
Right. Your memory is better than mine. I definitely, because every time you're saying something, I'm like, that's right. That's right. So I, I have looked into this, but man, I look into so many things that it's like, I know it's it, it jumbled until it gets brought up again. <laughs> yep. It, it gets jumbled sometimes. I always try to straighten it out in my head before I say it. I'm like, yeah, no, no, it's not that. Because there was another, another one too. What you, were, what you were saying is, is uh, what is, what is up is really down type of thing. Uh, as above, so below. Exactly. So, well, one of the other things was the the other crazy one was uh, the road. It was the road that because uh, Kennedy was shot in Dealey Plaza, and the road that he was on was like, um, God, what the fuck is it? It's like th- Texas three twenty one, I believe, is that road, and the road that. Lincoln was on, on Ford theater was 123. And it was like, was so like, the, uh, everything Maryland yeah, 123. And it was like, mirror, holy shit. Yeah. And I was like, when I heard that one, I was like, that's it. I'm done. Done. Yep. I believe in that. All that shit is real. Yeah. Because there is a number after five coincidences, it's no longer a coincidence. Yeah. No, no there's just no coincidences. I'm sorry. There's none. Things yeah. happen for a fucking reason. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And in this exact case is a perfect example of that. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. So if you look at this, that's basically where we're at today and nothing has changed because we're still playing that same game. And even though we've woken up as many people as we have, very few people think about it the same way we just talked about it. Because somebody would sit there and go, oh, get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. I get, I'll get the fuck out of here all the time. What's funny is, is the Tartaria ones are actually getting so much negative uh, feedback. I, I've had, like, in the past, like, two weeks, so many people announce to me that they're going to unfollow me, which I think is ridiculous. Just unfollow me. Like, don't fucking tell me you're going to unfollow me. I don't give a fuck. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> over tartaria over tartaria and i'm, I'm sitting oh, here really? talking about fucking like interdimensional beings and reptilians and the earth being flat and tartaria is the one that gets under your skin okay. <laughs> oh shit very weird <laughs> <laughs> see and i think i think all aliens angels demons i think they're all interdimensional creatures um speaking of interdimensional beings and i think uh some of them are allowed to be here at certain times for certain purposes, but I think with the startup of CERN now they have more access per se. Um, so I, that's, that's sped up a lot too. CERN's yeah, really fucked us. Have you guys uh, seen the, um, I believe it was David Letterman when Sally Field was on and her brother is one of the head uh, scientists at CERN. Sally and- Field or Sally Fields? See, I knew you were going to bring that up because we were just talking about the Mandela effect. So I remember it as Sally Field. Am I wrong on that? With no, an that, S? that's the way I remember it. Yes. No, I don't remember it with an S. No, I remember it with an S. Yeah, I remember Ms. it with an S. Fields. Sally Fields. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we might be from different timelines, but I'm glad to meet you on this one. Well, for whatever time we're here for. I mean, he and I are uh, from, and we we grew up together. We've we've known each other for three quarters of our lives 90 fuck at this point it's probably it's more than that um 
But uh, his mother was my fifth grade teacher. And the first time we met, we were, he joined us on a field trip to the Statue of Liberty. And I distinctly remember going into the museum, looking up our relatives, including his, finding it odd that I couldn't find my grandfather, which I found out much more about that later uh, or more recently. And then going on Liberty Island, oh, I'm sorry, on Ellis Island directly into the elevator and going up to the Statue of Liberty. And at that point, you could go all the way up to, um, you know, the, the top. You can't do that anymore, uh, apparently. But he remembers what, crossing a, a walkway or taking a boat or some shit to go over to Liberty Island and going up the Statue of Liberty there. So, yeah, I've I've never been to New York and I haven't got to witness that for myself. But I know that there is a Mandela effect surrounding the Statue of Liberty as well. Yeah. The first time I heard that was the first time, like the first Mandela effect that that blew my mind. I was like, no, 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 that's not right. It's most definitely on Ellis Island. And I was like, no. So what'd so she do? Up. She picked up the phone. She called me. She goes, Hey, where's the statue? Of where's Liberty? the statue of Liberty? And, goes, and I was just like, yeah, it's one Liberty. No, Island. No, no, He said New York city. And I was like, no fucking shit. Jackass. Like for real, where's the statue of Liberty? He's like, I don't know. It's on an Island. I was like, which Island? He was like, it's on Liberty Island. And I was like, no, it's not. And I hung up on him. And then, and then I called his mother and I was like, mom, where's the Statue of Liberty? And she was like, it's in New York. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? No, mom. Where in New York? What island? And she was like, it's on Ellis Island. And I was like, thank you, mom. I appreciate that. And I and I hung up and I called my mother because I was like, all right, now, now it's really bugging me. And I was like, all right, mom, where's the Statue of Liberty? And what'd she say? She said, it's in New York. Like, <laughs> For fuck's sake already. <laughs> seriously mom like you worked right down the street from there like which island is that is the statue of liberty on and she was like it's on i don't know the name of the island and i was like it's on is it on ellis island where the museum is she said no it's on a different island we we took a boat to get over there and i was like motherfucker all right never mind i give up and i hung up on her too <laughs> so it was a very frustrating car ride. I was driving. I had to drive to and from Hilton Head at the time, which is like an hour and a half each way. And I did this on the drive home after I heard Nick Hinton on the No Mercy podcast before I realized what a fucking cuck Tommy G was. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have that. So, uh, yeah, but the Mandela effects are fun. Yeah, definitely fun. A lot funner than the, the politics uh, apocalyptic shit that we're living through right now. <laughs> Which is what we cover five days a week on our new show. And it is really apocalyptic. Um, but, you know, I keep telling people there is a there is a plan, be it. And I think the Q plan is biblically, biblically inspired. I think it's it's. Uh, comes from a messenger, as it were. Um, and I think there's something greater than all of us that is uh, in control. But. The end isn't for everyone. Right. So do you think we win this war? Oh, of course we win this war. It's already written. Right. But do do we, people like me and you, are we going to end up in these gulags before, before this happens? Like they're, they're, they're pushing forward their plans so fast right now that they don't even care how tyrannical they look anymore. I mean, just look at the fucking raid on Mar-a-Lago recently and, and uh, all these IRS agents that they're hiring and in the, in the qualifications must be uh armed and willing to use deadly force if necessary um 
what fucking tax person has to shoot somebody? Yeah, that's, uh, I think a lot of that is fear mongering scare tactic. We kind of broke that down the other night. Cause if you go past that initial fear mongering of them saying, Oh, we're going to, we're going to shoot you if you don't pay your taxes. Um, when you think about it, the training they have to go to, like they're not going to be hitting the streets for a year to 18 months. At that point, we're going to be so far past all, all of this, like something else is, is going to happen. Um, and I honestly don't see them rolling out IRS agents with guns right before the elections if we get that far. Um, so I, I agree think, with that. And that'll yeah. help me sleep better at night too. Yeah. Just telling myself that. So <laughs> I think a lot of that is fear mongering on their side because they're trying to get more compliance. That's really what they want. Um, but as far, are, are we going to be in the gulags before then? I don't know. For one, I, I won't be because I'm sure as shit not going to let anyone put me in a fucking gulag and kiss my ass. So I'd say that's on us. Yeah. No, I agree with that too. I won't say what I'm going to do if they come for me because obviously I'm not going to say, but I'm not going to go out without a fight. So. Yeah. Why did they put it in the, in the job description though, CLB to, to create fear. The same reason that they ran COVID death counts on CNN forever. Come on. You don't see him running COVID vaccine injury counts on CNN right now. All right. Everybody else, get the fuck out of this goddamn movie mindset that you've got that some <laughs> fucking accountant is some super badass fucking special needs fucking kid who came out <laughs> of nowhere because his dad trained him in nothing but fucking martial arts, nicotine, and hate, and then decided to unleash him on the world when he was old enough after he had gotten a degree in accounting, and he's probably the be best uh book cooker you've ever seen yeah ben affleck with a gun no that, that <laughs> shit doesn't exist folks all right most of these fuck sticks who fucking walk around with calculators wouldn't know the fucking right end of a gun from the wrong end they'd probably shoot themselves in the face before they shot anybody else in the world true of the left but not necessarily the right so let, let's just get that out of the way really quick all right that doesn't exist it's a fucking movie now, don't get me wrong. There are some computer nerds. Are, they're pretty badass. I've met a couple that are pretty good with a gun. But that being said, minus all of that, there's none of this other, get this other shit out your head. That doesn't exist. We're not going to have any of that. These guys are good. Don't get me wrong. They're good at fucking watching numbers. Do you think they don't have, they don't answer directly to the DOJ. You want to know why? Because if they build a strong enough case within the IRS, the FBI comes in and takes it over. Happens every fucking time that, that way. The IRS is not about to go fucking hire 87,000 sworn fucking agents. I doubt that. They're not, there's not that many nerds who can handle a gun that exists. Trust me. Ooh, no, that's, I, a, that's a freaking football stadium filled. I, I can play I can play video games. Yeah. You, you ever shoot I, a gun? No. Honestly, where are you going to come up with 87,000 people in the first place when, I mean, really? I doubt that the pay is that great. Um, they're certain, I mean, they're not going to, you're not going to find 87,000 qualified people in DC. So. Nope. Well, I mean, no, the pay would be good. I mean, it'd be 18, 11 salary. It's not bad. It's, it's an automatic through Fleo. It is uh, a fucking automatic salary. You, you get what you get as an armed agent because you take that next step. Um, 
but it also requires you to take that next step. So in that case, it's eh, that that doesn't really matter. I don't know. I just they're not going to stamp not, their feet not and have eighty-seven thousand people yeah. show up right away. They're not going to take find. time. The army can't find eighty-seven thousand people to fill the recruitment numbers from last year. Never mind this year. Yeah. So how the fuck is the IRS going to do it? Eighty-seven thousand yeah. qualified accountants with master's degrees, preferably already CPAs, that can also carry a gun and are already licensed to do so. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. They don't do that. Folks like that don't do that. They don't walk around with guns. They don't walk around armed. They don't necessarily always believe in the Second Amendment. That being said, there are those diamonds in a rough where you might get a Ben Affleck or two, but good see, luck with see, that. See, I'll be right. It is over 87,000 over the course of a few years, but that's not what they're saying on the news. That's not what the mainstream media is pushing no. out, both the right and the left, both yep. the conservative media. And I'm not even talking about Fox news because that's the, that's the fucking left. Um, but Newsmax, you know, even, any of those, even uh, the alternative media, you know, they're like 87,000 agents and everybody, it, they make it, they, they imply it. that yep. it's going to happen right away because it's fear mongering. And they've been, so many of us have been instilled with that same fear that we don't even recognize it. And we're instilling it in our audience where we need to step back from that fear and say, wait, 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 wait. That, let's, let's look at this logically. Let's break this down. Let's look at how long it takes to train them. Let's look at how they're going to find them, what the qualifications are to hire them and think about it. Are they really going to find that many people in this, this short of a time and train them up to be able to send them to your house with a gun and, and you know, not, not audit your taxes from 10, seven years ago. And, and not just, break. and not just think about it that way, but think about it in the way that like, look, I, I Yes, you're absolutely, you're 100% right. But I'm just going to add a little bit more to that. Also, think about it logically, though. It takes a lot more time than that. Like we were, we were just talking about. So you have to be before appointment. You can't be more than, what, 30, 31 years old. So before appointment, at appointment, you have to be 30, you have to be 30, pretty much 30 years old. So at appointment, you have to be 30 years old. Why? Because that's the only way you can collect an actual federal retirement because you have to have 20 years on the job. Even then, you're going to be a fucking coffee getter for a good fucking eight months before you actually get assigned your first case because they're going to be like, hey, go out there, do this, do that. Go get me coffee. Hey, go get that box of grid squares. Hey, go over there. Get me the new fucking TWRE yeah. batteries. And it's 50 hours a week, 24 seven on call we weekends and holidays. Yes. Yeah. Come I on. saw that too. That's, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. No, I mean that that's hotel work. That's retail work. That's, you know, food service. That's mm -mm. no. So I'm just saying that's not a, it's not, it's not accurate. None of it's accurate. And it's uh, a scare attack. It's, it's it, a that's all right it is. It's a, it's a hundred percent what it is. And too many of us fell for it. I fell for it initially too. And he had to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. and then I, I stepped back and I put faith over fear and I was like, okay, let's think about this logically. And yeah, you're looking at least the first class for this amount of money that they're spending on it, three years down the road, three years down the road before they're actually on the ground doing something that they can actually say that, Hey, we got the first agents out there doing it and that's it. And they, they go to, and that's like be the first prosecuted case that you see. So three years down the road, that's nothing. How is that going to reduce inflation? All that does is add to inflation. Fuck. 
Yeah, there's some good memes out there about the inflation thing going around too. <laughs> so. The Inflation Expansion Act. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah. you guys, you guys got to ask me what my favorite rabbit hole is. What is yours? <laughs> oh shit. Well, I everyone um, see my, and I hate it. They call me the mother of the apocalypse. Quite honestly, um, I I guess my favorite true spiracy per se is the jabs and I hate it, but we, we did an episode, we had Janet on, in fact, we did, we do a, we call it Kovac special, um, every three or four months now, quarterly, basically we have it, it's coming up next weekend, uh, with deplorable Janet and, uh, Kung Fu medic, medic Mac from over in the UK. Um, but she's it was just my bestie. I love her. Love Janet. So she's like our podcast mom. She took us under her wing and showed us the ropes and kind of got us into it and um, got us kicked off our first platform. Like, yeah. you know, hell yeah, Janet's the bomb. So uh, she uh, she came on in December of 2020, and we went through what had kind of been leaked from the FDA. Um, the the side effect list of the jabs and, you know, Janet being a retired nurse and Mick being a, he, he has some medic training and he's an EMT and a firefighter and all that. And I was just getting into my COVID research and medical research then, but we went through all the side effects. We broke it down, what everything meant. And I mean, it was, it was like a three and a half, four hour show. Um, and, and we're like, this is what's coming. And, and over the last two years, we've seen all of it come true. Um, just one after another, after another. And it's, it's heartbreaking because I, I know that before this is over, um, millions of Americans are going to die needlessly due yeah. to fear mongering and, and coercion. And, um, and that's even before we hit, you know, when they, drop the power and, and the water and, um, uh, we have no food left and, you know, people are killing each other in the streets over a can of peaches and shit like that. Like um, just millions are going to die from the jab. So, yeah. Yeah. But, that's one that I don't take any pride in saying I told you so over. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, especially cause I have family members who, who actually won't even speak to me anymore because I was begging them not to get the jab and ended up becoming a political fight basically, which it shouldn't be anything political. It's just, look, these are the fucking, these are the things that I know yeah. and I'm showing you. This is Dr. Fauci's fucking email. This is from Fauci himself. How the virus was created. AIDS is in there twice. And it's just, um, you know, the, uh, even people like my parents who, who claim to be a uh, hardcore Christian, they worship the fucking news, not not God, because if they worshiped God, then they would know that God gave us an immune system to combat anything that we could possibly have to face. And if it's our time, it's our time. But uh, to inject yourself, especially because it says blood is sacred in the Bible, and you're putting these things inside of your body that you don't know what is doing to your DNA that changes your molecular structure, it, it totally goes against what God says. A hundred percent. And, you know, I... I say all the time, God, God told me not to take the jab. God told all of us not to take the jab. Just not a whole lot of people listened. So, um, cause too many people don't know how to listen to God anymore. Well, Dick punch, what is your favorite rabbit hole? <laughs> My favorite rabbit hole. 
Well, let's see here. It would have to be uh, the Templar. I uh, have always been fascinated with the Templar. I've uh, done a lot of, I, I guess it would be Templar or Grail lore. It'd have to fall within that line. Because those two, I could speak to you endlessly for hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours <laughs> about. Because I know more about it than anything else. It's something I followed since I was a kid. Ever since you ever saw that first, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Camelot? Um, it was the first fucking comic book I ever, I think I ever held that I was like, holy shit. Like this, then I went to, did this really happen? And then you start finding it out. Yeah, this, this was like serious. This was like real deal. I was like, bullshit. And then you start hearing all these different folklore legends about all this stuff. And then you, one day you're in high school and you get handed this book and you read this book and you realize, wait a minute. You, you mean this is even more real than I thought. And you start finding all these different markings all over the place that all look Templar and especially in the Northeast. I, I, I can't speak much down here. I don't see them everywhere down here, but up North, I can tell you right now, I've seen more Templar markings and shit that just didn't make any sense. What are they doing? Um, we, we know that they sailed. And, um, and we mean the original Templars, not the Templars that were created, created here inside in the, US. the Freemasons. Yeah. That's, they were, is this something separate from the Knights Templars and the Crusades and No, 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 the, no. no that's all but, part one. But, but the, the, so the Freemasons There is a separate the, group. The Freemasons created Templar. a sect of, of the Knights Templar inside the Freemasonry. Mason, inside Freemasonry and they've they've tried to associate the two. And they've tried to claim that the original Knights Templar were Freemasons, and that is not true. So anyway, sorry. The Masons were created after the Templar left. But um the Templar that I'm talking about are the guys that they went back to France uh, <laughs> with cargo. Um, and this is the crazy part of speaking to a goddamn different languages. Uh, while I was in France, I was at a bookstore and I was reading some old, uh, a really, really old French Huguenot text that I, I thought like barely I could hold it. I was like, I was afraid to actually turn pages in it because I thought it was going to fucking, you know, come apart in my hands. And it was a French Huguenot brother who was a uh, brother of the Catholic order of Huguenots. And they were, um, he basically spoke about his days on the docks. His job was on the docks. Um, and um, St. Saint, Saint Lucian, which is just south, uh, about a 200 kilometers south of France, or from, um, not France, but. Um, Calais? No, the capital uh, Paris Paris and right off the coast. And it is one of the most Southern ports in France, which is very interesting because um, there was uh, during the crusades, the night of the last, the night of the last crusade, which um, all of a sudden the Templar just picked up and left and uh, they'd found something that they'd been looking for and they picked up, jumped in their boats and left. Now, this is nothing new. The Templar did this all the time. However, the different part about this night when they left, um, according to this French Huguenot brother of the Christian order, he said when the brothers returned that their beasts or their horse, their horses is what they referred to them as, but they were actual combat 
horses. And if like you've, war horses. If you've never seen the, Clydesdales. Si- the size of a war horse, they're fucking enormous. And uh, these horses were treated better than anything that the knights owned. And uh, they were giving a soldier's death when they passed away. If they were killed in battle, they were giving uh, the honor and the funeral of a soldier's death. And uh, in this text that I'm reading, it says that it's odd because they did not come back with their horses. And knowing that, I was like, well, that is very odd because normally when they get back from another, like off of a trip, the first things that come off, even before the people do, the horses are let off the ship. First things off. And he said the first thing that came off were people. And he's like, that was really weird. And he said, the only thing that was listed in the cargo manifest off of this ship, and these ships are so identifiable. They're huge. They got walls that extend up over their main mast and they're uh, basically their captain's housing. It was basically built to travel that treacherous part of the sea into Jerusalem, the back way into Jerusalem, where they had boats that had flipped and tipped and gotten flipped over and killed everybody on board. Um, cause the sea down there is fucking ridiculous. It changes at a whim. So these night ships are very definable because they have very high walls on the sides. And, uh, when he said the front opened, the only thing that came off were people. And he thought that was odd because he said, this is odd because normally their horses come off. They must've lost a lot of horses. And, uh, all these people came off and he said, he looked at the manifest that was the cargo manifest. And the only thing listed in the cargo manifest in French Huguenot was listed S dot a dot R dot a. Now this goes back to Templar lore now, because anybody that still believes that the Holy grail is a cup, I need to start smoking the same shit you're smoking because I'd like to go backwards than what I know, what I know now. Because Sarah was the child of Jesus and Mary Magdalene, who was conceived shortly before Jesus was crucified and was born uh, after, obviously, after that. And uh, hidden away. Mary fled to France and created the original, the Coptic Christians, which is based off of Jesus' direct teachings, not off of the Catholic Church. It's very different. And Sarah was eventually married into the royal families. Um, the French royal family. And then from there, uh, her descendants, and they were almost always daughters, and there was always one named Sarah, uh, were married off into the other royal families, which is why the royal families said that they were appointed by God because they had the blood of Jesus running through them. So before we even get into all that, so just stop all that, then the history gets interesting, right? So after this date, I looked for it um, after reading this text, um, which was absolutely amazing. Um, I looked forward from there in history. And as you look forward in history, you find out that uh, things really took a swing weird um, because just shortly after this time period, about fast forward um, 1318, and uh, there we are, all of a sudden it becomes October 1318 and uh, October the 13th. 1318th, which would be the first Friday the 13th that we associate all bad luck happening on a Friday. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, it also was known as Black Friday, correct, in the Lone <laughs> Ranger, um, is the date in which the Pope at that time swore out that all Templars were now enemies of the Catholic Church. Excommunicado. And they were excommunicado and they were to be killed on sight. And that is what we come now known today is Black Friday. That's why Black Friday carries with it like the worst luck for most Christians. And most of the Coptic Christians <clears throat> were massacred that day as well. Now, there was roughly about 14 to 18 from my research into it, um, 14 to 18 Knights, uh, Knights Templar. And when the Knights returned, understand in 1311, when the Knights returned from the first crusade or the second crusade, and they returned in such haste, they returned with immense power. At that time, if you look at history, they were actually bossing around the Pope. So for knights to be bossing the Pope around and saying that is not what the Catholic order is about, that is not what the Christian sect is, um, that takes some balls. You have, you either have definitive proof of your divinity and or you know something that the Pope knows, which now you hold your foot over the Pope's head. And at any time you can release it to the world. That is immense power. No matter who you are, that is immense power. So they came back with that type of power. They bought this, um, I, I've got to look it up. It's in south, the Southeast of France. Mm -hmm. um, it was. It's now a monk's, um, it was turned over to the uh, Athenian monks, which are, uh, they're the brotherhood that followed uh, the brothers of the knights. Um, they, they were a separate order in and out of themselves, but they were nonviolent. They were completely strictly, they were there, they provided last rites. They were there, they fought along, they were alongside of the knights when they fought, but they were only there to police up the battlefield, provide last rites and some medical aid, whatever they could do. Um, that order had transpired to today what we know as the Rosicrucians, which is very odd. They have a very weird, slick lineage that falls in line right along the Templar Knights. But they all come to our country or in and about our Nova part Scotia. of the world, Nova Scotia, where I am convinced that there is treasure there um, in Oak Island. Uh, there's too many things they have found. There's way too many. There's too many. There's no coincidences. So if they're fine, this, that, and the other thing, there's definitely some there. Um, now, do I believe the Holy Grail's there? No. That I actually have a whole separate belief on, and um, we're not even going to get into that because we could be here for like 12 hours. That's, that's with the bloodline. <clears throat> but the fact that the Templar were as astute as they were, 14 of them knew to get the fuck out of Dodge, and they talk about in this same book I picked up that I, I felt bad for picking up and flipping pages in it. But I got to another post in this text of this brother's manuscript in which he talks about 14 nights leaving October. This is October. Uh, it was uh, October 21st, 1318. Supposedly, anybody who saw these guys, it was on order to kill them. They got on a boat with a whole bunch of shit and left that night, never to be seen from again. 
the boat left there. Nobody has it entering another port that we're aware of. Uh, they basically were turned over to the sea. Um, so what, do you think that this could be sitting at the bottom of the sea somewhere? No. I think they made it to Nova Scotia. Uh, Oak Island is a real thing. They docked at Oak Island. They have images of a boat that is sunk in the marsh in Oak Island that they can see wood all the way down in all their scans. They just haven't had dig rights yet to exhume what's down there. They're just starting to get some of them right now. Um, they're still excavating the money pit and the money pit, they believe there's something there. They've hit it. They've knocked it. They moved it. Uh, there's something down there. They believe there's a, a, a box of some sort that's holding something like a sarcophagus. Um, Who's funding this excavation? The history channel. Well, I th the history channel has something to do with it, but it's uh, Greg Tester. There's, um, I'm trying to remember all the names. There's the two brothers, the Legina brothers. Um, their whole life has been spent at this place. Um, and they say that like seven more people have to die or something like that, or one more person has to die before the treasure is found. So far that six have died in searching for it. One more person, the curse is one more person has to die before they find it. Now they just had one of the dude's kids um, who worked at this site he was killed in a car wreck. I think it was Tester's kid was killed in a car wreck. I'm like, well, that's seven. Because not all of the first six died on Oak Island. Some of the six died off of Oak Island after being at Oak Island and working for a season on Oak Island. Well, you just so, had to be involved is what you're thinking. Just Exactly. So I'm like, all right. So maybe because like last season, when they ended last season, they had found a chunk of metal that they think had gotten torn off of the side of this box. And it has some very distinct markings and it's really, really fucking thick. And it's made out of a metal that nobody's seen yet. This is oh, the wow. first time they've ever found this metal before. So there's a good chance that they have located this thing and they finally pierced it with a drill. Now, whatever they pull up from there is whatever's inside it. And I'd be really interested to see what they find. Man, that's crazy. Um, and you brought up uh, the Rosicrucianists, or I, I always say that wrong. The Rosicrucians. Um, but in my um, in my studies for um, for the American um, Stonehenge, aka uh, uh, the Georgia Guidestones. Yes. Yeah, we were there. I made him go last year because we live like four hours from there. So yeah, we've so seen it. I did some research on them and. Uh, I came up with uh, Rosa Cruz was a doctor who spent a lifetime gathering what he called sacred knowledge, formed the brotherhood uh, to pass on his learnings and all members had to be doctors and took an oath to heal the sick without payment in order to maintain. Um, a not, uh, That's the ancient values. That's the ancient values of the Rosicrucians. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, you're absolutely right. That was for the, that's another order within the Rosicrucians. Like no, you I, had to be I a thought that, that was formed in the 1800s. Am I wrong on that? No, yeah, no. The, the Rosicrucians, Rosicrucians go, go back, way, way back. back. There's, a, there's a Catholic a, order of the Rosicrucians. That's a specific it exists order. still today. That's a, that's the medical order of the Rosicrucians. That's that's a specific order within the Rosicrucians that was formed in the 1800s that everyone had to be a doctor. But it was already, the Rosicrucians already existed. It was formed as like a sect of the Rosicrucians. I got you. 
So like the the Knights Templar formed and they had brother they had brothers who were very holy. All of them you have to understand back then you had to you were you were strict Catholic. I mean you were like the strictest there is. Some of these guys uh within the Knights for instance within the Knights Templar um that's where we get the other sects of Catholicism that are the like the crazy ones where they're beating themselves going through the same tortures that Jesus went through with the cat of nine tails, with the barbed ends, um, with the hair shirts yes. and the, the uh, sickles on their legs. Yeah. And, they put the yeah. fucking cliche on their, on yeah. their leg. Um, th- they go through all of the same pains that Jesus went through. Right. They um, actually portray that in that Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name. They, they, they have a, a specific name. Um, they're very, they're like the Orthodox Catholics. If you, uh, if, if you could think about like, Catholicism, you, your left and your right, just like Judaism, you have a left and a right. You have your normal Jews, which are your normal everyday, you know, everybody knows them, you know that they're Jewish, you know that they practice their religion, but they're not like wearing the little hat and they got the little squirrely things coming down their face. Right. Um, however, you go two blocks that way and then you've got those guys and they're the devout, like superhero Jews. So Catholics have the same thing. We have a group that is super open day. Thank you, Tara. Thank you so much, Tara. And Ellie, uh, Jesuits did a number. She said, uh, Jesuits did a number of my tribal ancestors still doing it. In my opinion, Jesuits have done a number on all of us. Yes. Um, and, and, and they're uh, all and they are still most definitely doing it. The current Pope is the first Jesuit Pope, the first black and white Pope at the same time. So, but Opus Dei was the, uh, they are the ones and, uh, they are very, very strict, strict Catholicism, very, their beliefs. Um, I've been to a couple of Opus Dei churches. They're all in Latin. Um, and there are no, there, you know how we have pews in Catholic churches where you can sit. Uh, there are no pews in an Opus Dei church. You're on your knees the whole time you're in there. Yeah. Um, it's worse than good Friday mass when you're up and down the entire time. It's like, nope, you're just down. So, uh, and it's all in Latin. So if you don't understand Latin, good luck, but, uh, they're very strict to their belief. I I've met a bunch of them. A lot of them are very normal. Um, however, that you have those strict ones that carry this to the umpteenth extent of the earth. And, uh, I do believe that, uh, we have those amongst us. Uh, they exist. You don't even know they exist. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't know that somebody's an Opus Dei Catholic unless you actually asked them about it Like, or they people. took you to church. If they took you to church and you spent the whole day on your knees, guess what? That is an Opus Dei Catholic. Like lizard people. You don't know they exist until they, you know, <laughs> show their, show their faces or take, until they tell take you. you to one of their satanic churches. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I, I got a question for you guys then. Um, are all, um, um, dang it, Jesuits evil? Are all of them bad? No. Because uh, Trump's kids went to Jesuit schools. Yeah. I, I went to a Jesuit college for the first year. Um, not all Jesuits are bad, just like not all Catholics are bad. Not all Muslims are bad. Um, you know, they, there's, there's good and bad and everything. Not all Freemasons are bad. And I'll use the Freemasons exactly as an example, because right up to the 32nd level, they think that they're doing good for the community. They have no idea that once they hit that next, next level, they have to dedicate their soul to Satan and, um, you know, basically be evil incarnate. Um, you know, they, a lot of them, think they're, they're doing good, that they're based in, in education and, and, 
medicine and reform and community service. Um, the Shriners are. Shriners, Shriners believe that and they are. Yeah. There's very few that know about <laughs> the right wing path from just like, just like uh, Justin used to talk about. He said there's the left hand path and the right hand path. Very few know about the the left hand path versus the right hand path. Um, a lot of people know about the right hand path. That's the good path. That's the hey, you're going to do all the good for the community. You're a doctor. You're going to be influential within the community. Blah blah blah. And then there's the left wing path that. Hey, we're going to show you what we really do behind the scenes. And, um, it, it's, it exists. It's real. Um, fuck them. I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, no, it's very much real. I had the occult rejects on and they're both, uh, ex members of, uh, secret societies. I don't know if you guys have ever spoken to them, but, oh, yeah. uh, uh, we've been, we went on, on Nick's show on, uh, yeah, NY, NY Patriot. That was actually the first time we told our angel story. That was September of last year. Yeah. That was crazy. So. Yeah. Good guys. Uh, definitely opened my mind up to a lot of things that I thought I knew so much about the cult, the occult and, uh, man, they blew me away. Just, uh, actually, I wish I would have recorded our off air conversation because it was way better than our on air conversation, <laughs> but yeah. Um, this world is not what we are, uh, grown up to believe. And I think that the world is so much more interesting and fun once you start diving down these rabbit holes it, it, and it sucks that they're hiding all this stuff from us. But I mean, that, that also makes it fun trying to dig and find out what the truth is too. Yeah. I mean, for thousands of years, everybody believed in a spiritual world, right? It, it, Joan of Arc saw spirits and they held her up as, as a saint. She heard voices, right? And she was a prophet. Um, it, it's, magical acts and, and people hearing voices and knowing things. Um, it wasn't really until recently, it, I mean, in our, our more recent memory that they've tried to completely disavow the spiritual world. Now, if you hear voices, you're, you're psychotic, you know, now, if you, if you see things that other people don't see, then, you know, you're, you're mental, like you're, you're crazy. Right. What changed? We didn't, you know, we, I mean, people still hear voices. People still see things. It's our, it's the narrative that's changed. They have deliberately changed our culture and our society to make these people think that they're crazy. I think because they're scared of them because those people have a role in what's to come, a significant role in what's to come. Oh, hold on one, th one second. Cause there's a good conversation going on over here. I got to bring this up. Truth junkie brought up. I believe, uh, there's a massive treasure under Oak Island, but I also think I, it was retrieved long ago. That's, that's another part of this story. Um, that you guys cracked into a whole other, one of my upcoming, this is my favorite. So, so get this, right? This is something that has bugged the shit out of me for the longest time. So all of a sudden we have patriots here in America, right? We're, we're here, we're doing our thing. We're still under England's law. Um, this is going into like my like superhero wheelhouse. I love the revolution, the time frame around the revolution up and before the revolution to the end of the revolution. Right? So I, I was thinking about this the other day because somebody else just like you brought it up to me the same, same way. Isn't it weird? how we were just a fishing community 
and a community of farmers and some ranchers and stuff like that. Yet all of a sudden, suddenly all of there, we are, and we say in one swollen voice, no, England, you can't do that anymore. What changed? And dude, you hit something that I said the same thing. I said, yeah, what changed? What fucking changed? All of a sudden, suddenly of all, did we find something on Oak Island that was left for us that maybe the Templar said, hey, look, here's some treasure. And all of a sudden, in a one voice, we all stood up, said, nah, bear. Nah, sorry, England. Sit your fucking ass down. You don't get to no more. We out. And then we all of a sudden had the balls to break away from England. And somehow we had the money before we had the money to pay for all of this. Because if you remember when the American government started, and if you don't, I've actually seen the ledger. We started out at a zero balance, folks. So all the debt that this country has accrued, we've accrued on our own being. So somehow we paid for a war of revolution against England and won. And we came out of that war with zero debt. How is that fucking possible? Unless you found something just like that on Oak Island and said, yeah, we can pay for this now. What's up? Oh, you want some gold? Huh? Very interesting. I wonder why that, why we're called God's country then. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I'm just saying everybody, every single signer of the Declaration of Independence, every single one um, was a Freemason. Said, but didn't the French help too? So the French kept promising that they would send money and gold. They never actually did. They they only sent- They um, sent troops at the end of the war. Yeah, they, they sent uh, one general and some troops, but they never actually sent any gold. They promised a lot. And then they sent us the Statue of Liberty as a gift, um, but they never actually- came through with the gold that they promised. No, so. but they came through with the Navy when we needed it. They so. did it that. Um, and that was a big deal. And, and Alan Winter also said, even the Bible speaks of not doing magic, going back to what we were talking about before. Um, I think when the time that the Bible was written, the magic wasn't thought of the same way it's thought of now. I think a lot of the things that we think of as magic were common everyday occurrences that people could do. Um, I think the Bible specifically, when they say not to do magic, uh, it refers to blood magic because blood is sacred and that's talked about a lot. So, um, yeah, I don't think it was referred to, I think, cause like I think you gotta remember technology refers to blood magic. Think about it this way. If all of a sudden you could, um, do something like crazy, like you learned how to make an explosive back then, whatever it be. You you figured out how to put that black powder together with something else. You would be thought of as a magician back then. Today, you'd be thought of as a scientist. But back then, you were a magician. Right. And even back then, when, when uh, the church leaders and priests and what have you were um, telling people not to practice magic, they would go behind closed doors and do exactly what they were telling people not to do. And then they considered themselves more illuminated than everybody else. And then you have the creation of what we now know as the Illuminati, which is a very different type of magic if you're thinking about it. 
And as I'm speaking, reading, God, you guys type too fast. So good, yeah. Stop typing fast. Tara said, people think energy healing or Reiki is uh, evil or against God. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I agree. I disagree with that as well. Um, Because energy healing is a very real thing. So is Reiki. And um, and it's not, there's no evil in it. There's no, there's nothing bad in it. Nothing about healing can be bad. Um, and yes, I, I do agree. Other magic was open to them and on Lone Ranger healing and, and weather, um, telepathy, telekinesis, things like that. Things that we consider magic, but are really just innate abilities that we've lost. So even, even healing and, um, energy healing, energy manipulation, frequency healing, all, all of that. Right. And they don't want us to know about that because, you know, when um, Rockefeller took over the whole industry of oil and started making all our medicines uh, petroleum based, like first off, he he basically bought out everybody from the oil industry so that he had a monopoly on it. Then he figured out how to refine oil, which is where we get like our roads and the soles on our shoes even. So like everything in our daily lives has to do with the oil industry. And in order to control the world, he needed everybody to be 100% dependent on him. And in order to do that, you have to hide ways of natural healing. And they're very successful at it. They they do it. And the crazy part, like if you look at our history, that's what absolutely drives me nuts, right? So it's so funny that we... there's, there's like things in history. I always, I always laughed when I, when I was a kid learning about history growing up, one of the things that always, uh, got my mind thinking was you look at timelines. Like if you've ever gone to the natural, natural history museum and it's, it's weird because it's almost like, and this is back from the eighties now, mind you. So understand what they were teaching back then it was a little different than what we're taught today, but a we had, different. we had the big bang boom. Right. And then it was like, if you think about it, everybody says time is the enemy of us all. And I actually disagree when I saw this because it looked to me more like, like sound. So if you think about the bang, right? And then the echo as it continues down the line, I guess time, you'd ha- still have to measure it in time. But the sound, as it got further away, you still had ripples within the sound. And it was weird if you had taken that sound from the Big Bang and let it stretch out over time. In those ripples, you have those weird spikes in history where crazy shit has just happened. Like the revolution, for instance. That was a huge shifting point in the way everybody in the world was living because nobody had ever thought about rising up against England until we did it. And then all of a sudden, England started to lose territory everywhere because everybody realized, oh, you're a great big pussy. We're going to kick you around. So they did. And they kicked them around. They got rid of them. Shortly after our revolution, our revolution in America, India did it to them too. And then shortly after that, it uh, moved over to Africa and then just kept spreading back to where England slowly became very located around its most local countries. And then I think the Scottish even, just to be a bunch of fucking assholes, tried to do it one more time just to piss them off. And then England was like, no, stop. (laughs) Just stop. Not Not there. there. 
And, uh, but that's, that shit has been going on forever. It's, uh, it, it makes me laugh because all we are is an echo of an earlier history. It's the same history. It's just changed for the time. If that makes any sense. No, nah, you lost me. You guys are crazy. I can't talk to you tinfoil hat wearing people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a possibility. A lot of people say that. Well, I'm yeah, right. So when you asked me what my favorite true conspiracy was, and I I I talked about the jab because that's the the current one. Um, then Mick went way back, but but my kind of what started me down my real what made me wear my first tinfoil hat. Um I found this picture online and I, I said, I, I, when, when we went to Ellis Island, he's going to go look for it. When we went to Ellis Island, um, I said, I was looking for my grandfather and I was kind of shocked that I didn't find him. Um, and, uh, because my grandfather had told me that he came over from Austria just prior to the Anschluss, he had been warned by a friend of the family to get out because, his grandfather was King Ludwig II of Bavaria, who was the founder of the Bavarian Illuminati. Um, so my my grandfather's mother was a bastard because Ludwig didn't actually have any legitimate children. Uh, he had a series of mistresses that he set up in little mini castles around Bavaria, and he would travel from mistress to mistress and literally spread his seed all around his country. Um, but by the time he actually got married, he had syphilis. So he died before he could have any legitimate children. Um, but part of the reason of world war two was to eliminate those, that those bastard bloodlines because they, they, they weren't controlled. They couldn't be controlled. They hadn't, they hadn't been brought up in, in the elites. They'd kind of just been, you know, shuffled off to the side, overlooked for the longest time. Um, but then someone decided they had to get rid of them. So my grandfather was warned to get out. And he told me the story when I was a kid. Um, and then when I went to Germany, because we, I used to spend every summer with my grandparents at least two weeks. And there were, I have 14 first cousins on my mom's side. So we would rotate. And so I'd spend two weeks, I'd spend a week with one cousin and then they would leave. And I'd spend a, a second week with another cousin and then I would leave and then another cousin would come in. So, and we'd rotate every year. So we all got to spend time with each other. Um, but, uh, so my grandfather told me the story when I was really little and every year it was like a bedtime story, you know, of how he was warned to get out. And then he joined the army when he got here and he went back to Germany. And when I was a kid, I didn't really think to question it, but he went back to Germany in the middle of the war and he found my grandmother who was working as a hairdresser at some ski resort, uh, in Bavaria also later struck me as odd as I grew up. And he, he rescued her. Essentially he married her and he sent her back to the States and he came home six months later and she was six months pregnant with their first child. Um, and, uh, and after he was home for a while, she decided to go back after they'd had two kids, she went back to Germany and she actually had my mother in Germany because she found out she was pregnant after she'd already bought the tickets on the boat for herself and her two children. And she didn't tell my grandfather and she went anyway. And my grandfather didn't even know that he had a third child until my Tante Marta uh, sent him a letter saying, come to Germany and pick up your, your wife and your three children. Um, but I've, I've found this picture online as I was digging. I'm trying to find it. And uh, 
And I was like, why the fuck is there a picture of me from 19, like dressed in 1920s garb? Like, this is so weird. Who is this person? And it was Maria Orsic. Are you familiar with Maria Orsic? No. Maria Orsic was the founder of the Vril Society. She oh, was okay. Hitler's personal medium. She supposedly built a ship. So she supposedly, the, the theory goes that she built a ship um, and that it was uh, like the, um, the plans were channeled to her essentially. And she flew away to Venus to, to go back to her, to go back to aliens or some shit. Right. So there's aliens in there. There's World War II stuff in there. Well, the truth is, so she actually did build an anti, um, an anti-gravity drive. Um, she built what is now considered one of the first spaceships. So that's, that's Maria. Um, and, uh, it was, it just blew my mind because I was like, wait, 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 wait. Stick your, stick your head to the side. <laughs> Other uh, way. This, this way. Okay. Uh, there we go. Oh, wow. So there you go. So anyway, so, um, damn, so, did yeah. that give you chills when you saw what? that? Yes. I was like, wait, wait, why is my picture online? It's so weird. So, and I showed it to Hold my on. turn, turn this way, <laughs> turn this way. Just look, just like that. Just keep a straight face. Okay. Ready? Ready <laughs> it's folks? It's so hard for me not to smile. Just saying. Of course, she's a lot younger in this picture than I am now. Um, but, uh, Especially yeah. because there's other DNA mixed in before you came about. Yeah. So, so, uh, I showed this picture to my mother and, and she was, and I was like, mom, who is this? And she was like, that's your great grandmother. How do you have that picture of your great grandmother? Where'd you find that? And I was like, um, that's Maria Orsic. And she was like, yeah, that's your, that's your, I was like, she's like, didn't I ever tell you? And it, we were in Jamaica and she was pretty drunk. She was like, didn't I ever tell you that your two great grandmothers, one was a Hungarian, a red haired Hungarian witch. And the other one was a, a black haired Romanian gypsy witch. And I was like, no, no mom. So, so you never told so, me. This. So in the middle of this conversation, right? This, this conversation starts, right? And I'm standing off there and I'm fucking trashed. And what is, <laughs> what does her mom do? Her mom goes, Hey, come here. I know me and you have had this conversation before and I sit down in the middle of this and she's like, I was like, what conversation are we talking about now? She goes, how, how is this online? I was like, yeah, that's your great grandmother. And she goes, how do you fucking know? <laughs> yeah. So Mike and, and all right. But so when I first read the story of Marie Orsic, that the original story, I was like, wait, 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 no, I've, I've, I've read this story before. So when I was a kid, um, we went to Germany. I actually lived in London for a year in England and we went to Germany to visit my family. And we went to the family castle that Ludwig had built for my great, great, great grandmother. Um, and I, I was wandering through the libraries and I found this journal and this journal, why does he have this still going like this? Hold on. Let me fix this. Um, there we go. And this journal, like I was fascinated by it and I could read German. I couldn't speak it very well, but I could read it. Um, and it was Maria's story. It was Maria's journal from her perspective. I was nine, so I didn't quite understand all the implications of it that I do now, but essentially she got pregnant and she was scared 
of Hitler. It wasn't Hitler's baby. She was engaged to someone else, but she was terrified of Hitler even at that point. Um, and so she had the baby in secret and actually all of her inner circle, the Vril, thought that her baby went to uh, the islands, went to the West Indies, but she hid it in plain sight. Uh, she hid it with a, a friend of her family in Garmisch-Partenkirchen in Germany. And my grandmother grew up believing that Maria was a friend of the family, not knowing that she was really her mother. So only actually my, my grandmother's adopted mother and father um, and her sister, adopted sister, my Tante Marta, knew that my grandmother wasn't actually their real child, that she was Maria's baby. So Maria, um, she, when she warned, she was the one, the family friend that warned my grandfather to get out. And he was in Austria. He was in Vienna. Um, she warned him to get out and he got his whole family out and they changed his name. He joined, he joined the OSS and they changed his name. And in fact, I have his, uh, his first confirmation and his, um, or his communion, first communion and his confirmation certificates on the wall in our house. And the odd thing is if he grew up Catholic, then he should have had his, his first communion at, you know, seven or eight. And then his confirmation when he was 13. But according to this, these happened when he was in his twenties and only months apart. And when I went to start researching his name, I couldn't find anything before 1935, 1936, um, when he just popped up here. And I was like, whoa, 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 that's so weird. So um, if you look back at his records, it, it supposedly he was born here in the US, but he was actually born in Austria. And I, I, I know this, I've been to the house, I've met the family, like I've heard the stories, right? It's my grandfather. So anyway, so when my grandfather went back, with the OSS, he went into Germany as a spy. Yeah, hold on one quick second. Yeah. When she she carries on about this, it's really funny because I always like to point out to her, for the longest time, she thought that was like a butterfly effect thing, like a, a fucking- Yeah, I thought it was a Mandela like effect. Like a Mandela yeah. effect because she was like, I swear to God, he was born in Germany, but on his birth certificate, it says, says he was born here in the US. Now, mind you, her grandfather had told me a whole bunch of shit a long, long time ago. And I'm Polish, so none of us could understand. I never told her what he said because, because I never asked. she never asked. <laughs> I, I know like her whole family story from start to finish. And her mother constantly asked me, what did he say about, and uh, since I have the fresher memory of all of us, I can repeat it. And she's like, yeah, that's right. And she's like, She's like, she's looking at me this whole time. Like, you never fucking told me. Yeah. It's like, you've been never married fucking asked. years and you didn't tell me until a year and a half ago. Are you fucking crazy? Um, <laughs> well, maybe he just assumed that you knew. Two years ago? Yeah, no, I did. I, just, I, yeah, I, did. Well, I assumed that. that he knew. I mean, so, and you know, there were things that I didn't question as a child because I was a child. But then as I grew up, I, I you know, I was like, I was asking questions. Curious, right. so he told me a lot of things on his deathbed um, because when he, when we got married, he danced at our wedding and then he took to his bed with prostate cancer and didn't get out. And I came down here to Savannah because he had moved in with my aunt and uncle to spend time with him. And uh, yeah, TBI mixes. I have the fresher memory. Right. So, but I came down here to spend time with him and I, I basically, I never left. Um, and he eventually moved down here with me, but, uh, 
so I got to ask him a lot of questions then. Um, but I still at that point hadn't found the, the Maria picture because this was 10 years ago, but I got to ask him about, you know, coming over from Germany and, you know, what he really did in the war and, and all that stuff. So I got a lot, a lot more cohesive picture of, of what really happened. Um, so then I got the story of when he rescued my grandmother. So he told the OSS, he told the government that they were already married because that was the only way that he could get her out because that was the deal that he made with Maria was that she gave him this warning to get out. But at some point in the future, he had to go back out. He had to come back to Germany and rescue my grandmother, right? And he'd only met her in passing as like family friends kind of a thing. Um, and uh, so, but he already, you know, he thought she was beautiful and he already loved her and whatnot. So he had no problem telling the government that he was already married and then he had to go back to Germany to collect his wife. Um so they dropped him into Germany and he went and he actually got both my grandmother and Maria out and Maria came back to the States. She didn't build a spaceship and fly away to Venus. She came back to the States. She went to Tennessee and she founded the Vril Society in Tennessee. I've spoken to them. I've spoken to people that knew her personally. They're very old now. Um, but then she, at the end of the war, the very end of the war, she went back to Germany again to try and rescue some of her sisters that were still there. And she got shot in the back of the mountains trying to get out. So she did not survive past that point. Um, so I never got to meet her, but, uh, but yeah, so the Vril, the Vril get a bad stick a lot, right? People conflate the Vril with the Thule society. Like the, the Thule society was like the, the evil twin. They, they were looking for, for world domination and, and satanic rituals and, and that kind of a thing. They were the bad side of the occult where the Vril believed that they could communicate with some interdimensional beings that lived here or that they did communicate with them. And the journal that I read uh, from Maria, there was a lot of channeled passages in there that were definitely not from her. Like the whole, the syntax was different. Like the, con everything was different. Um, and, and I didn't grasp a lot of the concepts in there at the time. It was in German and I was nine, but still, um, I could tell that it was different from the rest of the journal, but, uh, they truly believed that they could contact some interdimensional creatures that wanted to try and help save humanity to, uh, they gave her the plans for the, the anti-gravity engine. Um, they wanted to give free energy to the entire world because they believed that it would stop wars. Um, and the Vril were, so there was a, a male and female pair always had to be male and female. And everybody always thinks of the Vril as always female, but that's not true. Um, in fact, most of the men were, they thought that they were females, but they were actually men. They just had really long hair because their hair was the energy conduit that they used in order to communicate with the Vril. So, or the Vrilia, I should say. Um, the Vrilia are the, what they called the interdimensional alien beings that they were communicating with. So, well, actually, the, that's where it gets really weird because Tesla now a lot Wait, of people. It's weirder than this. Yes, <laughs> Tesla. Tesla's height is now being disputed because uh, somebody said that Tesla was like six four, six five. He's huge. That he was a nephilim he, descendant. He he towered over people or Virilia. or Virilia. Yeah, he would have been Virilia because 
he, he wanted to give everybody free energy. Yeah. They're, right. they, they are saying that he might've possibly been one of the last Virilia on earth was Tesla. I mean, think about it. Tesla was, he was already making energy jump electricity from one point to another, turn a light bulb on 25 feet away from him with no wires, no nothing. It was sent through the airwaves. Um, uh, Lindsay, not huge, just tall, but back then, I mean, think that would have been huge. We've had an evolutionary jump in the last hundred years. People are almost a foot taller now on average than they were a hundred years ago. Yeah, actually, I, I was just noticing that uh, yesterday. Uh, my roommate, she's going to Paris tomorrow and she wanted to go buy some new outfits and we went to the mall and surprisingly, people are actually out and about at the mall. I've never seen it so packed in my life. But really? I was just noticing that like 60% of the girls that were younger, like, uh, you know, in their 16 to 20s are freaking taller than me. And I'm like, when the fuck did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I used to work in retail um, oh, some 20 years ago. And then, you know, girl and I, worked, I ran like the mom and pop version of a pack sun. So uh, it was called the uh, uh, Pacific Wear, but it was pretty much it was the same thing, all the same brands, whatnot, right? And these thirteen-year-old girls, yeah, these thirteen-year-old girls would come in with bigger tits and bigger feet than me, and I was like, okay, I mean, I know I'm, I, I don't have huge tits and I don't have really big feet, but holy shit, are you kidding me? You're thirteen, like lay off the McDonald's chicken sandwiches. It's all fucking hormones. Like the growth hormones in that shit is ridiculous. Same thing with milk, you know. I mean, you, it's. It's insane. Yeah. I, and I know it's disgusting. I just don't understand why we're the only species on the planet that one keeps drinking milk after we're supposed to, but yet from a different fucking species altogether. And the milk that we drink is just so pumped full of hormones. You're drinking pus and just, it's just disgusting. And, and they pump this shit on us. I, I remember growing up, you know, my mom would make me drink a glass of milk with every dinner and, and now looking back, I'm just like, oh man, that's so gross. Like my daughter, she's 17. I don't think, I don't think she's ever drank milk on her own other without her mom, like forcing it to her. And then when I learned about, you know, the hormones and shit, that all came to an end. <laughs> but, um, you are blowing my fucking mind right now. I'm usually not the quiet one on a podcast. I'm usually the one ranting and going off and, and, and you are our like, guest, but... <laughs> right now from everything that you've. That everything that you, both of you guys have been saying um that's that's not even the most shocking story well please keep going <laughs> i mean i should grab my freaking notepad oh, and start taking oh, I, I sat there i talked to her but <sighs> but listen this is the crazy part right so she thought this this was all nuts like this is a year and a half ago now mind you we were in jamaica and two years two years two years ago, ago two, two years, years ago. ago yeah two years ago and so me and her was, mom were hanging out we were all hanging out at the beach and um her, I, I was fucking hammered. I just remember being hammered and her mom goes in, she goes, you tell her this because you know this shit better than I do. So I sat there, I basically told her everything I knew about her grandfather. And she's like, well, I still have all these questions. And her, her mom like, look back. It was so funny. It's the first time I've ever seen her mom like this before, but she goes, he's got it. <laughs> and she goes back to the, to the hotel and goes to sleep. And she goes, how do you have this? I was like, he talked to me, he told me all this shit. And he goes, and she goes, how did you know about it? And I did, I was like, what are you talking about? How did I, I talk to him about it? I sat down and had a conversation with the man. He told me this. He said, Hey, you have to carry on this because I could speak Polish and nobody else could. She's like, well, fuck you. I was like, well, fuck you. 
And she's like, well, how do you know, how do you know all about what happened? I said, he told me it. Okay. So I, I don't get this. I was like, you don't get what? And she finally gets to the point where she's like, all right, look, this is the deal. This isn't making any sense to me because he was born here. I was like, no, he wasn't. No, he told me he was born there and his birth certificate or, that he was no, born here. Yeah. He's like, he was born there. He wasn't born here. I was like, yeah, I know that. He was born there. He goes, well, how does he have an American birth certificate? She said, he worked for the OSS. What are you fucking talking about? She goes, the what? I was like, the OSS. I didn't know what the OSS was. Then it all made sense. Once it all came together, once he told me that, I was like, I was like, oh. look, I, I know what he was. He was running the, uh, actually, there was an Austrian resistance. It's very little known. And they, they called it, um, it was actually the, um, uh, I believe it was called the Righteous Garden. And they were, they were known as the Austrian resistance. And they were the ones that went out, sought out to fight. They were basically Austrian officers. All of them were in the Austrian military. And when Germany took over, they didn't really ask Austria, are we, are we going to be involved or not? They just kind of said, no, you're going to be involved. And all of a sudden they're fucking involved. And, uh, that whole sound of music shit that's actually based on a true story. And he was truly an Austrian officer and the Austrians were not about world domination and they were sure not, they were sure as hell not about fucking the mass murder or genocidal uh, lunacy of a little weirdo who had fucking a short mustache and didn't look very good. So they were not about that. They were like, no, fuck you. We're not playing your game. So when the Austrians were involved in world war two, they held, they had fucking several different groups of people that fought against Germany and just said, fuck it. No, we're going to do it from the inside. We'll fuck them up from the inside. And they did. They did a lot of damage to Germany on the Eastern front, um, where on the Western front, it was the US, the French, um, a lot of the French. Uh, if you all still have never been to uh, the International Spy Museum in DC, I know DC is a fucking shitty place to go, and you always leave DC feeling worse than when you got there. But I ask you to go and check that out because they talk about the French Resistance. If you've never seen some of the numbers of the actual resistance numbers that they kept of people that were killed during World War II, um, there were more French resistance that were killed than American soldiers in World War II. Just to give you an idea of how many people stepped forward in France to actually fight against Germany. Odd that nobody ever talks about it, but it was more than American soldiers that died. And that was including D-Day. That's including everything else we did during World War II. On two different fronts, there were more French resistance guys that died. But anyway... Um, and then at the end, most of the Nazis went to either Argentina, where they still have German. Well, no, villages, they went to Mexico. They went to Brazil first. They went to Brazil first, and they kind of scattered from Brazil. But and one of the big some ones went to Antarctica. One of the big ones, and they live under the hollow earth. Okay, hold on. One of the big ones was a guy by the name of. Uh, well, he showed up in Brazil as um, uh, Magillo Artuete. And Miguel Artuete and actually transition um, is Heinz Himmler. Uh, so this is where the Himmler being still alive is possibly a well, not anymore, a reality, or was alive, possibly a reality. And uh, basically, he shows up in Brazil as this dude, and somebody recognizes him, says, "No, that's not him. That's Heinz Himmler." Himmler was supposedly killed after. 
the trials were done. Heinrich Himmler? Or Heinrich was, yeah, he was killed after the trials were done. Well, Heinz was his son. His son was a lieutenant colonel in the SS, and he was killed shortly thereafter. And all of a sudden, he shows up in Brazil, which is a little odd. Next time that he's ever seen again, he's crossing the border between Brazil and uh, Argentina. Then all of a sudden in Argentina, there's this village that pops up. Everybody there speaks with a per- perfect German accent. Perfect. And they're all blonde-haired I mean, and blue-eyed. And they're all blonde-haired and blue-eyed. And there's a white, there's not a brown person around. And they miles. still speak German down there. Yep. In that same village. In Argentina. Perfect German. Not just years later. German, but perfect German. Yes, perfect. I like mean elite, like. Elite German. Elite, because yeah. just, just like, you know, just like. Like talking the, down to you type Just like German. the British have the, you know, the, the elite British accent and the Cockney accent. The Germans have the same thing. The French have the same thing. Even, you know, we, we have they the all, same thing. A lot of people mistake it for Bavarian. It's not Bavarian. Bavarian, mm-hmm. they do a lot different stuff with their ours where in the actual elite german it's almost very aristocratic it's it's exactly the air of is. smugness the assholeness in the room like oh, i'm very important well, and, and you should course, recognize there me. was operation paperclip and operation high jump um, i assume you're familiar with both of those obviously yes yeah so you know operation paperclip they basically it, the nazis infiltrated all of our society our our from our, our medical institutions to um to our education, uh, to our political, our government, the whole thing, um, NASA, NASA right. Which is, you know, it's, they, it's all German scientists, D- Disney, um, basically, but, uh, if you ever get a chance there, to a go see the Cape, models, there's a reason that Cape Canaveral is so close to Disney world. Okay. It, hold on real quick. If you ever get a chance to go down there, please go check it out because there's all these signs on the walls. And I asked just to be a fucking dickhead when we were down there with my oldest son going through the fucking museum and they have all these signs and they're dedicated to different areas. And one of them, and they're all German names. Every single one's a fucking German name. And so I pointed it out. I said, why do you have German names on the wall? Oh, well, that was the scientist who founded that. I said, did that come over an operation paperclip or high jump? (laughs) <laughs> oh shit did i get all sorts of attention no, at that point that was high jump was high jump was antarctica so i know I operation know. paperclip right so and yeah but a bunch of, of german scientists are... came back yes. from high jump and they stayed here in the u.s instead of going back to germany well they were in antarctica but okay so no high jump was admiral bird that went up to antarctica and was uh essentially attacked by the germans that down. were there with all right down to antarctica and with like what they likened to u.s ufos Right. With like the equivalent of Jewish space lasers. <laughs> like Marjorie Taylor Greene would have a field day with this shit. Um, and, uh, and, and they, you know, and Admiral Byrd came home with his tail between his legs. But I think that the, the Nazis infiltrated our society 75 years ago and have spent the last 75 years in the long game preparing for this moment. Um, so I believe that it's a half and half. I believe half of the Nazis, half of the Nazis came over here. They infiltrated everything because you can see it. It's coming out right now. We've seen it now in the last couple of years, but now it's like on full display. It's right in your face. I mean, Jesus Christ, they just they went after Trump's house. Okay. Now they're going after anybody. Uh, apparently now this guy in Chicago, I don't know if you all heard about this, but apparently he made some post about time to lock and load. And because right. he made a post about that, now that he went to an FBI office and uh, attempted to ram the gate or do whatever he did, which is absolutely retarded, but whatever, that might be just his his way. And then he ends up getting shot up by the the cops out there. Um, when did this happen? Just just 
the week this past yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Oh shit! I didn't hear about this. And yet. then something else. This some, was in Indiana. Some guy tried to breach the Capitol this morning too in DC. I, I didn't hear that. And he yet. got he he um he got shot or he shot himself or I, I was out there like working, so I, I didn't hear about that. But I'm just saying that all of these things now are being pointed back at us, and they're saying that we're the crazies. Yeah, people, this is not what we don't don't be a vigilante. That's not going to do us any good. Please. Yeah, it's not where we're at. Well, well. Wait until there's time to do vigilante shit. Right well, now, there's not time to do vigilante shit. They haven't charged Trump. They came back. They got it back. They reacquired government-appropriated material. Okay? That's all they did. Um, look at it that way. Let's stop looking at it through the lens that, oh, this search warrant was again. There's no bullshit fucking Navy documents in there. We all know that. We know that that's all fucking horseshit. Nuclear weapons bullshit. Fuck you. That's drama from the left. They're trying to stir us up. They're trying to divide us again. They're trying to say that, no, see, he was a criminal. Shut up. No, he wasn't because if he was a fucking criminal, you would have already charged him. You that's have right. not charged him, which tells me that you're still scared as a motherfucker of this guy. So that's shut the fuck exactly up. That's what I was going to say. If they had anything on him, he would have already been charged and, and it would have been headline news because they want nothing more than that to happen. Oh my God. Do you know what would have happened to Joe Biden had he got Donald Trump arrested? Holy shit. He'd be like choking on screen. Oh, somebody's stuffing some gigantic fucking dildo down his throat. Oh, <laughs> because the, every liberal would be trying to fuck Joe Biden at that point. They would, he would be the hero to the left. Get out of here. That shit ain't happening. This fucking retard doesn't even know who he is until he goes to put his underwear on. Get out of here. Just stop with all that. This is all really Joe Biden. No, no, no. I believe there are blanks. You ever heard the blank theory? Well, go ahead. What's the blank theory? Have you ever watched, um, at world's end? It's uh, uh, the Simon, guy from Britain, Simon, Simon Pegg. Peg, and he basically, they do this great big bar hopping operation and halfway through they realize that something's really fucking wrong. And then all of a sudden they realize that everybody there is a blank. It's like invasion of the, no, it's, it's kind of like more um, less, the Stepford yeah, and, Wives, invasion well, of the body invasion, invasion of the body, body right, snatchers. Yeah, so like they're like fucking robots or whatever. Yeah, well they turn into blanks and they're basically, the only thing that's in them is like uh, blue ink and it like, percolates through their body and that's what causes them to all think the same and do the same thing and all these people all of a sudden become blanks and they start bashing heads and there's blue ink that flies everywhere i believe joe biden is a blank interesting He's just a fucked up version of a blank i bet if i walked up and hit him with a fucking louisville slugger in the fucking nugget blue fucking ink would fly out everywhere just saying or he's in a mask it's not him i mean you don't your earlobes don't change with a, a facelift. Like I, the color of your eyes, how do you go from having blue eyes to having brown eyes some Shit days and eyes. blue eyes and other days? I mean, that's it's not like that's the old Joe Biden. We pull up these pictures all the time. That's the old Joe Biden. This is the new Joe Biden. Like that's not the same guy. Um, it's so blatant. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But everything is like they don't they don't even they barely pretend anymore. Right. And there was another theory that we brought up in our Vril episode. And this was an interesting one because there is supposedly a, um, the Vril can, can reproduce with a parasite that enters through your eye and it, very much like invasion of the body snatchers and takes over, uh, your 
your brain, your entire system. Um, but that's like the black eye club because you, when it enters through your eye, you end up with a, a black eye, usually the left eye for a period of time because there's so much trauma. So that was another theory that maybe all of these people have been infected with some kind of an alien parasite. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, wait a minute. Now I've got a question because remember in salt and pepper left eye was missing, had lost her left eye uh -huh. from some weird disease. Yeah. That took is, that her true? is that true? Because I heard that yeah. Dr. Sebi actually no. cured her of her. She had a glass eyeball. Okay. She had a glass eyeball. So I, I have a question now because was she just a resistant one to it or, I mean, I guess she never was really involved in all that good shit that everybody else got involved in. So I guess, you know, salt and pepper never really went every anywhere. I mean, they got up there, but they never attained like superstardom. Yeah. They had a couple hits. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say, yeah, I, that would make sense. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And then of course there's the fact that, you know, all movies are documentaries or, um, predictive programming. So I liked all movies and TV shows. Like one night on, on our a, show, on like we read your cycle. I took off, I went and got the, uh, if you go look it up, you can look it up. You get the uh, government patent for the uh, TV set or the television set. And you can read about what, what's in the patent concerning the television set. It's literally designed for mind control. It is 100% designed for mind control. Short 30-second bursts of light flickering at a rapid pace of at over a 130, 133 megahertz, which the brain processes about four and a half seconds per flicker. So if you think about it, you, you're watching you're watching penetrating beams of light, smacking your frontal lobe, destroying any thought of, Hey, I have, you know, a, an original thought it like, that's what it's going after. It's going after your most current thoughts. So if you think about your front of your brain and what part of your brain is right up front and you think about watching TV, all those light beams are dinging off the front of your skull going after your most current thoughts. Okay, hold on. D don't tread on me. Said something interesting. He said, "I don't know. My eye color changes based on the season, so to me that says nothing." So, if your eye color is heterochromatic, that is indicative uh, indicative of Rh negative blood type. Are you Rh negative? Um, because that's that's a very. I don't know what my blood type is, um, but my, my eye color changes um, from green to uh, blue all the time, and I have yellow in my eyes as well. Mine but it stays, it stays really though mad. within a hue though, right? No, like yeah, pretty much. Mind. So for instance, you don't go from blue to brown. You can't. You can't. No one goes from blue Because to there's no way that you can reduce but that pigment. you can pigment. go from blue However, to green to purple to- Joe, yeah. Joe goes from blue to brown. Yeah. That's and impossible. Black, actually black. And, yeah. and wow. now we're seeing him not even blink recently too. Yes. And they're saying that, oh, we didn't fuck with that. But it's so obvious that you can see like somebody's holding like eyes over his head and it doesn't move. It doesn't blink. Like it doesn't shift. Like with it was his photoshopped. Face. Like the eyes were photoshopped over there. I'm trying to send you guys a video. I don't know if you guys watch my daily conspiracy videos that I put out every day, but I put out one about three or four days ago called Imposters. It just sent to you. I don't know if you're able to play this. Yep. To, to oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're all right. My bad. My bad shit. All right. 
slow your roll. Holy fuck. What? You're absolutely right. Left Eye was not with uh, Salt and Pepper. She was with TLC. My oh, bad. Yeah, You're yeah, absolutely yeah, right. Okay. I should have right, said right, that. Right. You're absolutely right. <coughs> My bad. Jesus Christ. Okay. Actually, someone else over here said, um, Jewish Junkie said, meaning they say they're Jews, but they're not really Jews. That's what some claim. I'm not in that party. You're right. They are not really Jews. They're as Kazarians. And they infiltrated the Jews uh, over a years thousand years, years ago, ago yep. and put themselves up as Jews. But the Kazarians have never truly been Jewish. They take yes. over Judaism. And uh, that is well, your blue ink, uh, the name that you gave the blue ink uh, people. Oh, blanks. It's blanks. It's blanks. from uh, from a movie called um, uh, At World's End. At World's At End World's with End. Simon Pegg. Yeah. Did you guys ever talk to Justin about his uh, theory of robotoids? Yes, that's we. When I told him my theory of blanks, he said there is no fucking way that we both have the same theory on the same thing. I said, nope. Yeah, yeah. when you were talking about that, that's what reminded me of it. Uh, when he, we started talking about it, he was like, "Dude, you are absolutely right." Never even thought about that before. I was like, "Dude, I'm not lying to you. No bullshit." I'm gonna I, I love, I love that you guys are so consp conspiratorial minded. I. I was expecting to come on here and it was going to be mainly political. And I was like, oh man, I got to do a political show today. But the, you guys have blown my fucking mind. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do politics really on, on the weekends. We, we save the politics and the news for the weekday show. Like this is our fun show. This is what we really enjoy. Pull up your text messages. Um, we, there. I just, I just forwarded you. What, what so like one of the, one of the big uh, things well, that hold together, on. hold on really quick, because you asked this question before. One of the big things that we do together that we both enjoy is bloodlines. Uh, one of the big things that we really love researching about is bloodlines. Like for instance, what bloodline is, uh, we've been trying to narrow it down to the bloodline of Jesus Christ. Like, cause like, Hey, who wouldn't want to know if you're somehow related? Um, yeah. And there are what we found and the crazy part about what we found, and there's a, I mean, there's a lot of what we found, but the really nutty, nutty, nuttiness part of it. Let me give me one second. I got, I'm trying to do two things at once here and I suck at doing that. Okay. I didn't get so, it. So, all right. So I'm, I'm RH negative, right? And most people, a lot of people, unless you've basically, unless you've been in the military or you've been pregnant. Um, you don't know your blood type. Most people aren't aware of their blood type. Um, but every pregnant woman has to be typed and crossed because if you're RH negative and you're married to an RH positive or the baby daddy is RH positive, then you have to have a special shot because otherwise your body thinks that the baby is an alien and will try to kill it. Yep. Or it's it, called, it's called a Rogam shot. Yeah. Or if, and or, the Rogam shot is oh, hold delivered. Hold on, hold okay. On, but uh, well, oh, hold on. Let me give it the, let me give it the science behind it. So okay. that way we can talk about that at the same time. So you can understand what, why did it do that? Again? It just does that. It, it's not a big that. deal. I'm taking that out. I'm getting rid of it right now. So okay. right, there we go. So like the Rogam shot is basically, it, it allows you to more or less coalesce two blood types at the same time without rejection. What you're trying to get is less than a, it, it's a 1.3% rejection rate. If you have blood cells rejecting over the 1.3% rejection rate, then you have um, what they call an involatile fetus. And a lot of times what happens with that fetus, that can be become really, really bad for the mom because at that point, the fetus is basically exploding. Like um, Basically, if if the mom's blood and the baby's blood mixes and the baby's not also Rh negative, which is 
not dominant um, genetically. So if if an RH negative woman uh, gets pregnant by an RH positive man, then more than likely the baby's RH positive. And if their blood mixes, then either one or both will die. So there's this really badass fucking movie that just came out. And what do you know? The Nazis <clears throat> developed the Rogam shot. They did. But there's this really badass movie that just came out here really recently. And um, actually one of my more favorite ones. But if you haven't seen the movie, Lucy, you talk about oh, a specific yeah, movie. They, they talk about a specific drug in there, uh, KP2H24. Now, this is a really, really important drug because in the creation of life, what they have now narrowed down to is KPH2 point, uh, 2P24, which is actually technically the point of origin. So if you take that drug on a mass amount like they were doing in that movie, you would eventually be able to end up controlling more and more of your brain because it would open things up that when you were born, you had control of. So when we're born, we have 100% control of our body. We have 100% control of our mind. We can control everything around us. For instance, how many parents have gone into their child's room after that they went to bed and a light was on, yet the kid can't get out of the crib? I did it for so many years. I was sitting there going, how is that possible? Or how many parents just instinctively wake up knowing that something is wrong with their kid, even it being a, a dirty diaper or, you know, without their kid crying or that they're hungry or something like that because you, but they knew it was happening because, because your child is telling you, Hey, I, I need help. Hey, I'm wet. Hey, I'm hungry. You know, even sometimes without crying, even if the kids on the other side of the house, or the baby monitors turned off or whatever it is, like you have that connection with your child because your child, it's not, you having that connection with your child being able to talk to you before they have the ability to speak. They have a, an emotional telepathic ability that we lose as we get older. And, and this is all based off of that drug essentially is what the movie bases it off of. Whatever. It's still a movie, but go back. Here we are again, going back to a movie that actually talks about something that could be somewhat scientifically real today. They have isolated that drug and they know exactly what that is. Now understand, re realize what that would do to any normal human being that would make you a fucking genius in a matter of days, because so, all of a sudden you can access the furthest parts of your mind. You could put things in neat order and they've done more than one movie. They've done two movies on this. And the last one was Bradley Cooper, I believe. And they did yeah, one with the uh, drug in that one was called NZT NZT. Correct. And it, NZT, go figure, if you actually look up these words, if you look up these drugs in a actual uh, pharmaceutical desk reference, you will find that NZT and the KPH 2.24 uh, or 2.4, it's the 2 and then 4 above it, um, That those two drugs are linked. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. so I thought these were movies. Okay. A couple. Well, all, I mean, the first time we learned about adrenochrome was in uh, a movie. Yeah, it was in a movie. Correct. You know, so I mean, that's that's how they tell us things. But was it Fear um, and Loathing in Las Vegas? Yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, you remember a couple weeks ago when oh, it was right after we came back from Vegas, and maybe it was the Elohim uh, episode that we did. But um, when we because we had been looking up the Apocrypha and the 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 other books of the Bible. And I want to say it was the book of Thomas and Jesus said, um, would you talk to a, a seven day old baby? 
you know, or would you get the advice of a seven day old baby, whatever it was, remember that? Yes. Yes. That goes right back to what you said about babies having, newborn babies having full control over their minds. Well, they do. Because they do. Because that's why Jesus would confer with a newborn infant about- Over an adult male. About spirituality over an adult male. Who's seen reality and hasn't been able mm-hmm. to see the other, or who's only other see, ever yeah. seen so, the other side. Do you um, guys think that we would be able to continue having these abilities if we weren't poisoned so much from basically yeah. the day we're born? Yeah. And I had another question I wanted to get back to when you were talking about the um, the positive and the negative blood types. Um, when my daughter was born, I don't even know what blood type I am. And I, I don't know if the doctors knew what blood type I am. So I find it very weird that if your not- wife was if your wife is rh positive then they wouldn't have gone any further because it wouldn't be necessary okay that makes sense but uh, another question i have is maybe that is our creator's way of saying these people aren't supposed to be here well so rh negatives make up about uh somewhere between five and fifteen percent of the population we of the earth of the not entire of planet the Amer- okay? not of america and it's the amazing. entire planet the entire planet set between five and fifteen percent um, we tend to be allergic to uh, synthetic drugs. Um, we are energy conduits. We're more intuitive, ESP, artistic, whatever it is. Bigger assholes. Right, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, uh, and, and we're very can be very, can be standoffish. Like we, we like to kind of be, in our own space very prickly a lot right because we're because we are different like i tell people all the time like people always talk about black and white and they're two different races i'm like look no 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 there are two races on this planet it's rh negatives and rh positives that's it everything else is superficial the color of your skin is a color it has nothing to do with your with your race the only thing that has to do with race is your blood that's it rh negative rh positive the only two races on this planet that we One- in one here. of your one of your people in the chat said your guest's head is spinning right now. Oh, I'm gonna make your guys' head spin as soon as you guys play this video. <laughs> okay, go for it. Play the video. I, I, I and know. then I have another question for you. Okay, cool. One that I always I, I like to ask people. It's your fucking nightmare. Holy shit. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, if you all uh, missed that, 
Uh, Go back and watch the video because that's some wow. cool shit. Yeah. That is, it, We've seen the video I've of Joe seen Biden the with the mask. I hadn't seen Fauci, but that makes I, a lot I've of sense. Seen because the, we were just talking. All right, so Fauci the bouncing did, up and down. Yeah, Fauci did an neck. interview the other day, um, and we we played clips of it on the show, and we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa Fauci's a fucking midget. He's like Tom Cruise height. He's like fucking like five foot nothing. How come he's the same height as this broadcaster? How come his feet are touching the floor? Hey, you fucking cunt. I'm five foot eight. Shut the fuck up, I bitch. said five foot nothing. Five foot Tom Cruise Tom Cruise, Cruise is five foot eight. Tom Cruise is five foot two, you jackass. Is he? Yes. Oh, shit. I'm taller than he is. Yes. Sweet. Dumbass. Jesus Christ. Where can people find that video? They want to know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We we muted you. Sorry. There we go. Okay, where can people find that video? Oh, uh, yeah, I post a brand new video every day. I make those videos. Uh, it's a different conspiracy every day. So uh, White Rabbit on Instagram. It's uh, W-H-1-T-E underscore R-A-B-B-I-7. Here, just look at this, folks. Here, I'll just throw this back in here. Yeah, on there Instagram. You go. At, at right at the bottom. White yeah. Rabbit, yeah. So real quick, folks, like uh, this is like I was trying to get this. I was doing this for actually our Sundays. We're, we're we're adding the white rabbit because she wanted to do she wanted her Sunday, the Sunday show to be white rabbit. And I was like, well, yeah, it just doesn't really work. And then we came up with true conspiracy. I was like, actually, that works. And then what we'll do in the beginning is do all the white rabbit intros like our ex, uh, our our outro is uh, white rabbit. We play the, the Janis Joplin version. But nice. That fucking beginning that like we just did, I'm still working on it. It's a little long. I know we got to cut it down, but I'm still trying to figure out because what I wanted to do was the white rabbit where it says, wake up, Neo, follow the white rabbit. But there's no point. Do they ever say those words? It's just on the screen. It's only on the screen. And I was like, fuck, I can't. I want something that even the guys that are listening just on audio can hear it and go, Oh shit. Yeah. Cause yeah. a good, probably, Wake up, Neo. A, a, probably follow a, the white rabbit. A quarter of our audience listens on, on the audio podcasts. Right. So and we probably get, you can pull, you can pull. Yeah. We, we Alice in Wonderland. They say white rabbit a couple of times. I actually have it on the board. White rabbit. White rabbit. Oh yeah. Oh, he's got board. Oh, you oh, yeah, got board got clips, clips huh? too. Though, they were oh, having, you want they were a board battle? You want a board battle? You might've missed the beginning ones. Flames coming out of their butthole. <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. Um, no, but I can tell you that I plead the fifth. I have a secret document that I think you need to say. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Alex Jones. That's when I realized he was a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I realized he's a fucking idiot. Talking about. I, I got like four four pages of these things, but yes, I hardly yeah. ever use them because the conversation gets so good, I forget about them. That escalated quickly. I mean, that <laughs> oh, I got that one too. And fast. Look, here's the thing. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> I am kind of retarded. <laughs> you really are. And this one was always, uh, this was for Justin because we always just played it for him because me and him are going to run for president. So... And Justin was going to be president and Mick was going to be VP. And notice yeah. how I got the one that's all broken up. Like yeah. they go fast oh, wait, and then wait. they slow they, down. They want Sisolak. 
Oh, oh yeah. I have Sisolak. Can I play it from my board? Yes, yeah, go for it. I want to hear yours, your version. You Steve Sisolak, right? That's amazing. I can't tell you what a piece of fucking shit you are. Sorry to hear that. You New World Order Slayer piece of shit bastard. I narrowed it down a little bit more oh, than that. I, I just did like this. I do. I do too. Yeah. It's amazing. I can't tell you what a piece of fucking shit you are. I just wanted that piece because if if you said something really stupid, I like and the New World that's, Order bastard one though. That's my my uh, that's my like. Y- you now know that this whole interview has gone askew. If if I didn't like you, this is what I'm playing at some point. It's <laughs> amazing. I can't tell you what a piece of fucking shit you are. But and it at doesn't that point, count for you, don't take it personally. We're just willing it as an example. <laughs> and, and at that point. That I'd fucking yeah. just unleash the the fucking dogs of hell. That so rarely happens, though. I have wow. I have this one pad, and I only got to use it once. It's going to come out on Wednesday. I have a lost tapes that come out every Wednesday yep. of episodes that I recorded that I didn't think met the cut, so I never put them out. However, I have so many built up now that I'm just putting them out as lost tapes. But I had a leftist on, and we were arguing, and he was talking. <laughs> Just the dumbest shit that leftist people say. And I finally got to use this. Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a Christmas va- uh, vacation uh, yeah. fucking Chevy, uh, that's Chevy awesome. Chase. Yeah. Wow. Holy that's shit. Awesome. I like that one. That's a good one, too. But, I, right. I mean, I have all the good ones, though. You know, the... Of course, now it's not playing. Fucking piece of shit. My goddamn stream deck. Some days likes to work and some days is just a bitch. There it is. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I can tell I can tell a story on my stream deck. That's how well I know my buttons. I can't believe I didn't think to have that on the pads because you could use that in so many different instances. <laughs> That's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah. Hey, go ahead and steal it. You go ahead and take it from me. I mean, I got this one too. That's, That's Joe Biden Joe shutting Biden. down. Yes. Oh, and by the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Just wondering. Is there? And then, of course, many uh, people believe Joseph. Dum 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 dum. Uh, what else do I have? Because I got so many. Wait, wait. Um. Uh, uh, from the desk of Anthony Fauci. Yeah. Well, what and that one? And now a message from Dr. Anthony Fauci. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah, and I have like every year fired that he ever said. So that's awesome. I wish I heard that uh, for Anthony Fauci. That would be amazing, right? That's that was so this Saturday Night Live clip. Whenever I play, whenever I, I bring up Fauci clips, he always has to play that first. So it's fun. That's how um, we do it. And then the other, the, the other Justin one. Oh, the Thunder Kicks, of course. Yeah, Thunder Kicks. Thunder. 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 Thunder Kicks. Get the fuck oh, out of here. <laughs> that's funny i was just on freedom fridays and and um james was like i need to figure out how to get that on the pads i'm like uh it's not that hard dude just call me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well uh, yeah i heard that freedom fridays because actually it was on uh like right after us because james also i gave him justin's stream keys um that's why we're we broadcast on most and justin most of justin's channels we don't broadcast on his foxhole because they bitched when we first did it so we we're like fine fuck you um and then uh and we can't do his rumble because 
you have to set up one. Uh, you have every to set time. up each time, and I don't have his Rumble password until I get into his computer. I do have his computer password because he gave it to me when we were out there, but I don't have his computer because his dad has it. So when we go out there in October, I'm gonna ask his dad if I can get access to his computer because I have the password for it. So, um, you know, I can. I can get all of his old content, everything. I know there's a lot of stuff on there that he never released, um, stuff yeah, like that. Actually, so. he was supposed to send me some footage from when he was at the border wall and I was going to edit edit it for him. And I really want to do that. So if you yeah, actually, actually, I still have access to that. I can send that to you. I would, I would really appreciate it. Because we're still editing pieces of that together to splice with. Because uh, what me and him had talked about, we were going to do a video of when he was down there and then when we were down there and the differences between the two, because there were some stark differences between one date and another date. And it was basically because of what Justin and Jason did when they went down there. I was like, holy shit. Like when we went down there, this was three months after the fact we went down there and uh, we had 22 vehicles following us up and down the same part of the border that he was on. Really? It was Border ridiculous. Patrol. They were so far up our ass. And I, I, we, I, had, uh, I we had SRT teams. We had SRT teams that were there two trucks. To, to deal with supposedly the crowd that was going to be at the border. Two trucks. Two trucks. Two women, a guy, and two puppies. Huge which, I mean, they're giant puppies. We have a, an Irish wolfhound and an Irish setter. So my. Oh, well, that's at least five extra trucks just for <laughs> <those> trucks, <right? laughs> Our five, our, let's see, she was. Uh, she, she was, was like six she was nine. Up, no, she was months. nine months at the time. So yeah. our, our nine month old setter was like 60 pounds. And our, um, our wolfhound our puppy six was month old wolfhound was like 90 pounds at yes. the time, 85 pounds. He weighs, he weighs like 95 pounds now, 93 and a half pounds. And he was at the vet last week. He's gigantic. So he's, he's got a ways to go yet. He's got another hundred pounds on him, another six inches to grow. So Dang. yeah. He's yeah. got more than that. Why don't we wait then until after you put your video together? That way I'm not um, recycling the same footage. Maybe. He no, sucks at editing, care. so we'll probably really send it care. to you. Um, yeah, I, just, <laughs> yeah. I hate doing editing yeah. personally. But. I know. I've got to put my second episode of Freedom Gardens out, but we lost internet last night, and I was like, fuck. I just I went to bed. I was so tired. I was like, I gave up. So, But um, I'll get it out tonight. I started a new show. Actually, Justin inspired me with his We Out There show. Um, I started a new show called Freedom Gardens where every week, like last week was raising chicks, raising chickens. Um, cause we had to get baby chickens and we had this big enclosure. And so, you know, what to feed them, feeding, you know, bathing them, pasty butt, that kind of thing. So, um, that was fun. And then this week is raising puppies with the giant puppies. So I make my own dog food. So some of that, um, sleeping, eating, playing, that kind of thing. And then next week will be, uh, Raising seedlings, growing your own food. That's um, great. That would be yeah. awesome to see because a lot of people are out there talking about it, but they're not actually doing it and let yeah. alone showing people. So yeah. that's that's great. I can't wait. I'm definitely going to subscribe to that. Sweet. Yeah, I'm actually on YouTube under Freedom Gardens. So I'm in YouTube and then the episodes, of course, play on all of our channels. But I have a YouTube channel now called Freedom Gardens. So um, hopefully, I mean, it's not political. It's kid friendly. So, you know, hopefully it'll it'll stay Which means there. I don't cuss. Yeah, well, you're hardly on there. So, although it, uh, in this week, in next week's episode um, with raising seedlings, y'all will get to see Mick shirtless tilling the garden because that was pretty sweet, front <laughs> and back view. So, y'all wait for that. Um, I do not do raw feeding for the dog truth fighter. I cook all of their food because then I freeze it and then I just defrost it when it's time for them to eat. So it's it's a mix of uh, ground meat and fresh vegetables and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. So yeah, but that's fun. Um, so yeah, so that comes out 
I was hoping to get it out yesterday. It'll honestly probably be tomorrow, which last week's was on Monday. So anyway, we'll we'll see how that goes. Awesome. Um, well, send me the link to that so that I, I can I can get down on that. Do oh, you yeah. feed your dogs um, uh, processed food at all, like store bought kibble? Um, I I do still give them thing. I give them kibble, but it's like the most high quality. It's the Victor kibble. Um, so it's like high protein, no um, no grain, wheat, soy, any of that crap. Right. It's just, it's, it's kibble, um, real stuff. But then I do uh, a mix. Like I make, like I said, I make their dog food, whatever fresh vegetables are out of the garden. Um, in the episode coming up, I do have a list of things not to give your dog. Cause that's really important. Um, you know, yeah, their, their stomachs don't react the yeah. same way to, to they can't foods. process like garlic and onions and chocolate and the same way like that. You so, and yeah. I can, um, dairy, things like that. So, you know, oh, but no dairy. Um, you can do some dairy. You can do a little, you have to do a pure little dairy, bit. But yeah, it has yeah, to be like, fat loaded. I mean, so. cheese, you know, like pr- real cheese, not processed cheese. Um, whole, you know, maybe a little bit of whole milk. Like sometimes they'll, you know, lick up the milk in my cereal. That's fine. But, um, but not, not a whole lot of dairy. They're very lactic so, acid intolerant. Yeah, they, they, so, so, and it's, they're like people. Some dogs are, are lactose intolerant. Some aren't. So if, you just have if, to know your dog. If your dog, uh, if all of a sudden you see your dog has got the squirts. All right, 90% of the time, if a dog all of a sudden gets a squirts, doesn't have any other real symptoms, like isn't lethargic, isn't laying around, isn't acting weird, it's because he got into your milk and his body can't digest it the same way. So when it comes out, it's like a straight stream. Yeah. Trust me, I found this out the hard way with a <laughs> fucking no, too. I'm, I'm still My dealing with it. Fucking yeah. twat ex-wife. Um, her friend decided to give my husky who was a puppy and if you know anything about huskies huskies uh, tails curl at the end they don't just hang down over the butthole no this tail curls over their up yeah so this husky all of a sudden went through two kind of immediate fucking things in his body like i saw him shake and then all of a sudden there was a straight stream of fucking shit shooting right out his asshole into the wall pouring oh, down man. off the wall and that was because again his body was given something that his body couldn't handle the sugar in that fucking little uh, peeps. peep peeps I almost killed my ex-wife for it. So just to give you an idea, the body, uh, a dog's body does not react the same way that our body does to different types of food. So, yeah. Yeah, I knew about the onions and the the chocolate mustard. I know about some of those certain things, but like, I don't hardly feed my dog kibble. I try to give her what I'm eating as far as like the meat and stuff goes, but at least uh, once every other week, I'll fuck up and give her something and I never can pinpoint what it is, but she'll get the runs. Yeah. A lot of the time that's, and I I do give her cheese. So maybe that is why that is, that is a milk induced um, acid reflux that they have. It's just different from ours. (laughs) It doesn't come up through your mouth. It goes the opposite way. So it's, it's opposite from what we have. Uh, A lot of the dogs, for instance, when I was training them uh, in the military, the military, we train them, they get a standard dry. It, it's like the, it it's looks like the purina. worst shit. It's straight purina it all the time. It looks like the worst shit in the world, but it's the best shit that a dog can eat. It's actually top of the line. And these dogs get this shit all the time, but they only get so much. Like every time I see a military, like a, a working dog, if you ever see a working dog, they always look hungry. Um, they always do. And there's a reason for that because that's part of the training. It, it reinstills the bond between the 
handler and the dog. Um, as long as that bond is constantly reinstilled, there's no issues. But when you have twats who get involved and they fuck everything up <laughs> this one right here if you I can't steal, see one finger maybe I you can see three all the hold dogs. on there's one more <laughs> this one right here i steal all the dogs she will steal any animal that comes near her yes. that being said but she also butts in on feeding time which is the reason that the stealing happens if you are the only it one that feeds that dog matter. that dog will never ever talk to anybody else Seamus it's chose the, me well before you stopped feeding him it doesn't matter no yes. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that you could still be feeding him every day and he would still follow me around like he's my dog because he is Annie's your dog now. Or maybe, no, you, you broke all that dog. with that twat that you have out there right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about that at some other time uh, there, yeah. H, because I got it. I got bad news for you. Come to think of miss what you think of miss. <laughs> you, keep, you keep saying twat, so I you keep using the horn. Okay, so let me ask like you a question one. though, Catalyst. On a completely different sub subject. Okay. Um, have you ever been woken up in the middle of the night by the sound of a pure bell, almost like a gong? No. Okay. You ever heard your true name? No. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Does that mean oh, I'm an NPC? More than likely, no. <laughs> you are not RH negative then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I'm guessing you're within my age range or below me or I'm younger. 42. Than huh? I'm 42. Okay, so you're three years younger than I am. That being said, then you're right within my age range. That means that you haven't, you're not RH negative. You ever hear, you ever hear voices or get messages or see auras or anything like that? Astral projection, you into any of that stuff? And you do not, as we've just learned, you do not need to be a positive blood type or a negative blood type. It's neither here nor there. RH negative expands both sides. So I, I do experience uh, certain things. Um, and I don't know if it's me or if it's something that follows me, but um, I'll wake up in the middle of the night with a body pressed up against me and I can't move and it freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> Have you tried talking to it? No, but my dog growls at it. Mm, that's not good. No, not necessarily. That's not necessarily good. Um, no, that's just not good. No. I, I don't know why you're saying that not necessarily part. Why are you adding that in there? Why are you editing yourself for liberal tv no it's no it's not good it's just not good it's not necessarily no it's just not good a dog's see well beyond three dimensions we've already proven that on four or five different that's occasions true. that's true so but um it hasn't happened in a while i've recently been on this sobriety kick and since i've quit drinking it has not happened to me so i don't know if there's a tie there or not but yes there is because when you're when, when you're drunk, when people that talk about being alcoholics talk about their demons coming back to haunt them, they're, they're not lying. They're not, they're being serious. Something's on them. They're saying that there's something on them causing them to drink. Yeah. It is not something to, um, it's not something to blow off. And I've heard way too many alcoholics because my uncle was one and he was a huge one. Um, and he all of a sudden quit and he said he could see them, but they didn't want to have anything to do with them. So Truth Fighter said, uh, wants to know, said, I've never heard the bell that you talk about either. What does it signify? So I believe the bell is to wake you up. If you've, if you were already awake at a certain point, then you didn't need the bell. Um, but the bell signifies that there is something greater than us out there, that there is something bigger than us, that there is something more than, than, um, 
then we if you've heard your name you've been called to serve instinctively That's what the, understand the heard heard the name is the call to serve which yeah. is you've been asked to be a part of something that um you i and everybody else is unaware of it's a uh, according to everything we've heard it's your true name nobody else calls your true name there's only one person that would call only your god. true name That's it. and only god would call your true name so um, have either you guys heard it yes yeah i heard my name um about two years ago can you uh, pronounce it no I, and i will not say it out loud like it's not for it's not for anyone else to hear because if you tell someone your true name it gives them power over you that they should oh. not have so yeah it's not something that you but it's in your sleep it's anyone. something that wakes you up from a dead sleep i mean brings you right up where you're yeah. wide awake and you're sitting there going holy fuck what the hell was that yeah yeah it's kind of crazy like you know that there's something bigger out there so um shit i hope that happens to me it's one of those, it's a crazy thing. I like mine was deafening and I, and you know, diff, but different people diff, experience different, different awakenings, different things. Like I've, I've talked to people who've, um, seen their personal crafts, like personal alien crafts. Um, and they've asked me like, have you seen your, your, have you seen your ship? And I'm like, what, what, you, what ship, what are you talking about? And they're like, there, there's a ship, like you look up in the sky and there's, there's always like a, a point up there, a ship, something that's that follows you, that's watching you. And I'm like, I I've I don't have that. I've not seen that. Um, so different people experience different different events. I've had other people hear like a cracking sound, um, or a sound like a bomb going off. But something like that. Yeah. So yeah. Um I have not experienced any of that stuff. Um that's that sucks. So I'm not special. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing what you're doing, Catalyst, then you're most definitely special. Like I said, um, the bell was for people who weren't already awake at a certain time. How long have you been doing this for? How long have you been involved in? Seeking I've been a, I've been a conspiracy theorist since the womb. Basically, um, when I was in second grade, I remember questioning how uh, we got anything from nothing at all. And, uh, I've pretty much been seeking truth ever since then. And so you have, you have no need for the bell. I was, I was dead asleep. Well, I can't say I was dead asleep because I, things were trying to wake me up my whole, my whole life, but I, I fought it a lot, but I was, I was probably three quarters of the way asleep until bef just before COVID, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I was getting kicked off of YouTube back in 2015 for flat earth videos. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't come to Flat Earth really until shortly after we started doing the podcast. David Weiss reached out to us and asked if he'd come on the show, and and like he was the first one to ever like he was. I think he was our first like interview outside of our friend circle, right? Like Janet or whatever. Well, that's not true because we did. Oh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, so we we interviewed with a guy named well, we called him Joe, who was in the hallway when Ashley Babbitt was shot. And we were the first people that he spoke with after it happened. It was like part therapy session, part interview. And we hadn't heard from him since. And I honestly thought he was in like in a deep, dark hole somewhere. He just reached out to me the other day. He's okay. No black suits have come to his door. Good for him. So yeah. Um, so anyway, oh, so that was awesome. That was really you, cool. I, I yeah. know you guys are probably trying to wrap up soon, but I was curious, what are your thoughts on the whole Ashley Babbitt thing? Because I know that a lot of people think that it, it may or may not have even happened and um i'm halfway half-ass friends with matt baker who actually knows her husband so if i um 
well, then please, I'm going to send this interview to you and, and if you could send it to him so he could send it on because Joe specifically asked during the interview, if there's any way that you could get to this, this to her husband, please, please do so. And oh, I've tried in different ways to get it there because he, he was there, he saw it. And honestly, if we hadn't spoken to him right after it happened, like we met him on, or I met him on the ellipse that morning. Cause I'm like a fucking social butterfly, right? Like if I'm out in a crowd, he's standing in the back watching, like, making sure I'm safe all the time. And I'm out talking to everybody I can rescuing dogs and meeting people. And at one point I followed the naked cowboy up the hill and like stood down a whole group of well-dressed gentlemen who were calling shame on him and me. I'm just like this little white girl screaming at them. Fuck you. There's no shame. We're all like, no, 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 no. We all do what we do. They don't, don't be them anyway. Um, so I'm like this social butterfly going all, all over the place. So I met this guy and, uh, I texted him the itinerary because I had the, um, the spreadsheet of like the rallies and what was supposed to be where at what time. And so I texted it to him. So he had my phone number and he called us that night after it happened. And, uh, and he was, I mean, he was devastated. Like he was really still in shock and we asked if we could record it. And he, he ended up calling us back on the way home the next day. And we recorded the whole thing. And if we hadn't talked to him when it was fresh in his mind, when he saw it, like there was no doubt in his mind that she was shot, that she was killed, that like she died there. Um, if that hadn't happened, I'd probably fallen down that rabbit hole of, you know, it was all a setup. It was fake. She's not really dead, but no, I mean, he, he was there. He saw it. Um, were, were there some discrepancies that he called out in the show? Yes. But was he absolutely convinced that it happened and she died? Yes. So that's, that's where I'm at with that one. So, and I want to say that was episode number five. Yeah, believe it was. Oh, it was yeah. really, really on. It was like our, like one of our first. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really only curious. On audio. Just because, yeah. you know, I, I trust Matt Baker and you know, hearing him talk off air and, and about, yeah, I mean, this guy, he even, uh, Matt Baker, he blows glass and he even made this guy a special memorial bong and they sat and had beers and freaking cried together and shit. So I'm like, there's no way that this didn't happen. Yeah. And all these, all these other conspiracy junkies like myself are like, yo, this is just a setup FBI fucking blah, blah, blah. But you know, hearing personal stories like that, you're like, you know, not every rabbit hole is a rabbit hole. Exactly. Exactly. Very true. So what time is it? We got about 10 minutes left. Yeah. We're good. So. All right. Well, uh, sir, if you got to go, um, we will let you go. We appreciate you coming on catalyst. Uh, one more time. Where can people find you at? Well, for the moment I am on every major platform. Uh, we'll see how long I last on YouTube this time, but, um, yeah, so like I said, the spelling is a little weird. It's W-H-1-T-E underscore R-A-B-B-I-T. And uh, Patriot Podcast Network is my favorite platform because we have so many cool shows on there and not all of us agree on everything, but we all are on the same journey and in the same fight. And I think it's freaking awesome. Also, uh, my co-host, Sean Chris, is uh, the host of Kill the Mockingbirds. And they have a really, really great show as well. So be sure to follow him, please. And um, I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. You guys are fucking amazing. And I don't know if you are free um, September 1st, but we have an opening and would love to have you on the show. Well, Let's go. see what I got September 1st. But what time? Uh, we start at 5 o'clock uh pacific standard time and we it, it's only an hour and a half show yeah that's fine we can do that awesome we have a um because we're we can we can finish up by eight to pop on there for an hour so. yeah yeah the um so 
with that, you got a, we're going to be joining you, I believe here shortly on the Patriot, Patriot podcast, podcast network. network. Yeah. We were we talking have. to Alan about it a, a, a while ago and I guess we just got supposed the to set it up. Paperwork. Did, we, did we get it? Yeah, we got it. You, oh, I thought you guys were going to file it. It's still sitting in the inbox. You're fucking it. Okay. I thought all you right. guys were already on because you're in the group chat. No, we all, we've been talking about it for like uh, six months now. We just haven't actually, I've got it because our show comes on at the same time as another show does. And where, because we also broadcast on the red pill project, um, on all of their streams, their platforms. Um, are you familiar with Josh and the red pill project? Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and as we're talking about bloodlines turned out, you know, I met Josh, we met Josh first in Tulsa, um, a year ago or so, almost a year ago. And then, uh, we went out to Colorado and we talked to him and I met him in, I saw him in Dallas again and whatnot. Anyway, uh, it turns out Josh and I are cousins, like eight generations removed. So and people, people keep telling me, they're like, man, you, you guys actually look alike. Well, you know, blood tells. So yeah. Um, but that's an, a whole nother thing. So anyway, so Josh and I have a great connection. Josh and Mick have a great connection because Josh was also military intelligence as Mick was just in different branches. So, you know, he likes to yeah, make fun Josh of Josh because he was right? in the Navy. Yeah, Josh was in the Navy and Mick was in the Army. So they, you know, there's no wrong hole in the Navy, that kind of thing. It's, it's, there always, isn't. it's always fun. It doesn't matter what port you're in. So yeah, so anyway, so, and, so our showtime, we can't change our showtime because of, you know, what time it comes on because uh, we're on Red Pill Project. So it, it interferes with another show on the Patriot podcast network. So I've got to upload all of our old shows to the Google drive and they're going to put on a different time. And it's just a bunch of fucking, I don't know. A lot of extra work. Yeah. yeah I get it. Kind of ass, but it is what it is. So, so yeah, we're just allowing them play our recorded shows, which we really don't care about. Yeah. If somebody stole our recorded shows, I'd be so proud. I'd be like, yeah, dude, God, have at it. Do yeah. It. You want to like, like Steal it. replay them on BitChute? I don't give a shit. Have your, have at it. <laughs> oh man. I, I woke up to a message this morning that I'm a, I'm a Patriot and a shill. And, and I was like, Oh, awesome. Now I'm getting attacked. Fucking great. Wow. I, guess I made the big leagues. <laughs> you definitely did. Now Thank you're getting attacked from the right. I I've been calling this. We're going to get attacked soon. Wait. It's coming. Well, There's and there there are some shills out there, but really they're the bigger names. Like we've, you know, of course, Justin called out Clay Clark and we were right there with that. I think General Flynn is probably Clay Clark's handler. Um, well, I'm, my daily conspiracy for um, tomorrow is actually Clay Clark and General Flynn. So, uh, are you Justin fucking called him out bigger than shit and asked him directly, Are you a patriot? Do you consider yourself a patriot? I don't like to, I don't, I don't like to label myself. I don't like to identify as anything. I don't like to, even though he just called himself a libertarian. Yes. Um, but I'm sure you're familiar with the whole Pegasus thing, right? Yeah. Well, I, I have a bunch of stuff on Clay Clark and demonist or satanic, um, instances and i'm gonna expose the fuck out of them on monday excellent well as far i mean as far as general flink goes with the pegasus thing and mick is not allowed to talk about this but i am um and uh, i'll just claim psychic connection that i can just penetrate into his head so general flynn said i don't know anything about that pegasus thing which is purely semantic pegasus is a basically a spy program where um if your phone has pegasus on it and you you text someone, then Pegasus automatically goes to their phone, and then 
People can see absolutely everything on your phone, every text message, every email, your bank accounts, everything that you keep your on your camera, phone. They can start your camera. They can start your microphone. Yeah, exactly. They can they listen can live. They can view you live the whole damn it, thing. It infects your whole phone. Right. Your and, whole phone. And is you would never even know about it. So Flynn said, I don't know anything about that Pegasus thing. That's fucking bullshit. Not only does Flynn not know about the Pegasus thing, but Flynn was in, instrumental in what, selling it to the Jews or buying it from the Jews or whatever. He was directly involved in um, the the implementation of Pegasus in our uh, intelligence community. I am not surprised one bit. So, so yeah, maybe maybe if you have any clips or even documents you can send, I can throw in that video because it's not quite finished yet. So I'll see if I can find anything of Flynn talking about that Pegasus thing because I know I have it. Awesome. And we'll also have to, you also have to download a little bit of Justin's interview and throw that in there because that was epic. Oh, yeah. I mean, he called them out in so many different things and he said, Oh, are you a Patriot? No, nah, I don't like to label myself. Yeah, he asked them like more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, the second time he was like, Oh yeah, I'm a Patriot, but he'd already been busted. He was already, he was playing catch up at that point. Yeah, his whole response was "you're a pothead," whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He went, he, he went straight, straight to the for the fucking attacks. personal attacks. Yep, just like a liberal does. Yep. yep. And sounds it sounded like this. Hitting the urinal. It sounds feminine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stop your piss hitting the urinal. It sounds feminine. Oh, people want oh, to know. Man, I gotta step up my pads. You you guys blew me away today. <laughs> <laughs> Fun stuff. Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yes, that's one of my favorites. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Either I, way. How do you even respond to something like that? <laughs> see we could we could have a, we could have a whole duo here because <laughs> like i have four i could just say you are generous yes you are divine what? king of kings and alpha only a madman would refuse but the uh the idea of kneeling it's you see slaughtering all those men is uh, left a nasty crack in my leg, so kneeling will be hard for me. It will be definitely. Well, you guys are out there fighting for freedom, and uh, you're speaking your truth, and nothing but respect and love for you guys. Well, we thank you, sir, and uh, look forward to September the first. And yeah. uh, and we're doing a uh, we are doing every once in a while. Um, we do a true spiracy roundtable where we bring on, we kind of run it like union of the beyond of the unwanted, where we bring on like a whole different, you know, bunch of different people. Um, and we try to blow up StreamYard. We try to put like nine, 10 different producers on here at once. And then we blow and up StreamYard we, we rotate, and everybody we, we talk about people it. through. So, you know, like, you know, some, someone can only come for the first hour, then someone else comes in the second hour, whatever. Hopefully our internet will stay up this time. And that is going to be, uh, it's September. I know that September 4th. Yeah. September yeah, 4th. Yeah. Right before 9-11. Yeah. Because we didn't want to do it on 9-11. So. Okay. No. So that's a Sunday. Yeah. It's always yes. Sunday. Always okay. Sunday. 
So, yeah, so we're going to be doing that. So if we can add you to that, we'd yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, by all it. means, if you want to bring on your uh, your co-host as well, yep. you know, I'll send It's a way just to get everybody's names out there, trying to get shows out. out there. So, and everybody and, gets to hear us talk. And a good way for people to understand that we're not an echo chamber because we all do, while we agree on so many things, like a lot of us disagree on things, you know, like Alan is definitely not a Q guy. He thinks it's a great big psyop. You know, there's other people who think, flat earth is bullshit. Um, you know, there, there's other people who, I mean, everyone has a different opinion on things, but we're all on the same side. And I think that's what people, people on the left, like they, it's like, you have to think exactly the way they do or, or, or you're a Nazi fascist MAGA right-wing Republican, even if you just disagree with them on one thing, like that's, that's, we're not group think. And that's what I like to show people, especially on on those conspiracy roundtables, is that while we can agree and disagree on all manner of things, we're about telling the truth and debating and speaking on things in civil discourse, because that's how we actually come to conclusions. Rather, My, co my co-host and I don't agree on 80% of everything, but he's out there speaking his truth. I respect him for it. Uh, he's not a Trump guy. But he's not he's not a leftist either. He just he thinks that everything is is polarizing for a reason. And he thinks that Trump was purposely put out there to help the polarization. So we butt heads on that a lot. Uh, I don't even get into it with Q anymore because he'll just it'll take over the whole fucking show. He's not a flat earther. So, I mean, yeah. it's great. We we love it. But we have on guests. And at the end of the day, we fucking love each other. And and we should be able to have these conversations without hating each other. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So anyway, so we'd love to have you guys on there. Yeah, and, yes. uh, yeah. we would be honored. Sweet. All right. All righty. Well, well again, Catalyst from the White Rabbit. We appreciate it, sir. You have a great night. You too, yep. guys. Thanks for having me on. Yep. We'll talk to you later. All right, you crazy fucks. And for the rest of you fucks. Yes, and I will Ooh, put shit. I will put links to his channels in our Telegram as well as in the show notes um, on the audio podcast. So, uh, but look up uh, white rabbit and it's a W H one T E R A B B I seven. Um, so I listen to him on Apple, but I usually listen to my podcasts on audio cause I do it while I'm working out in the yard, except for Leanna. Cause you know, she's, she doesn't have the audio podcast yet. Maybe we got to set her up with that shit too. That'd be fun. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Spark it. Spark it. Smoke it. If you haven't roll figured that it, out yet. Light it up. It's just in time. Even though we started out the show with it, we're ending the show with it too. How about that? So, yeah. Catalyst Jones. That That's was actually fun. pretty pimp. Yeah, it was. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of shit to say. And again, you know, when we bring new people on, we like to talk to them and just kind of go down whatever rabbit hole. Um, Especially if it's someone you have never talked to before, like yeah. we've never had him on before. We've mentioned Other times he's we'll been mentioned more. in our in our passing. Um, a lot of the a lot of podcasters, believe it or not, I've heard this. I haven't seen it. We haven't experienced it yet. What? But like Janet has. Janet had like a podcaster come on her show and it was like, I know. Not really. <laughs> Maybe. Well, 
And it's weird because normally you're comfortable speaking in front of a microphone and camera. And Janet had this one one interview. I'm telling you, woo, ran right off the rails, and Janet had to take over the whole thing. And it was like, holy shit! But we had that same guy on like two months later, and yeah, I mean, oh, well, he almost talked our ears off. Yeah, well, we didn't particularly subscribe to what he was saying. Was like, it, it was a it was a great show. We, he talked, you know. I, I don't know. I I think people get weird in front of cameras. To be honest with you, that's true. That's true. They do. So. You gonna hit that? Yeah. You just gonna sit on there. I was talking. Stroke it. I was talking. <laughs> An online writer said his eyes were fun as fuck. You shocked him a couple times. He had oh shit moments. He sure did. That was fun. And that's, you know, so many people, because we do mostly news shows, so many people think of us as just like, you know, it's going to be all politics or all news. And, and that's, we, not, we that's don't not do that. Uh, not on about. Sundays. No. Uh, on Sundays, it's fun. It's and where I, we can I theorize. Even, I didn't even we tell can, them the craziest story. So. We, we can talk all the crazy shit on Sundays. That's what we love. That's the one thing we, we both said that we were going to keep in this is when we really, when we started this, we were doing conspiracy. And then what we found out was that the news was working better. So we did the news. But then we we not felt that the news was working better, but that all of our conspiracy theories were coming true and yeah. showing up in the news like three four months later. So we're like, okay. So we kind of became a news show, and then in the news, what we realized is we were really missing <laughs> just doing the straight crazy shit. Where we get on here, we just talk about just fucked up weird shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I looked that up. That's that that's impossible. We can't do that. Shit like that. That's the shit that I love to talk about, like the crazy shit you haven't even thought of yet. Like the, the government's already thought of, like that was one of my thoughts. We were going to do like an episode where we do a, where like we do an episode every once in a while of you think the government did this. What the government just really did was, and then the rest of the episode would be about what the government just really did because what you see is this, but what it's actually is doing is setting up X, Y, and Z. I mean, there's, there's so much shit there. Like this whole thing has become more than I, I, I think I ever thought it would be. I didn't think we'd go this far where we're doing video. We're doing live shows seven days or six yeah. days a week. I mean, I remember, okay. When we were doing one show a week, pre-recorded and you were like, we're going to have to start doing two shows a week, but that's it. No more than I can't do more than two. That's it. Like we can't do more than two. And I was like, okay, babe. Yep. And then I'd like push it to three and you were like, no, I said two shows a week. We're not, you snuck in a third show, you bitch. Okay. And then we're doing five. Now we're doing and five. Then now six. we're just at exponential rates. So, you know, it's, uh, it has been a wild ride, but it's funny because we've stuck to our guns on all this. And so far it's oh, shit. I think we have a better batting average than most of the Cleveland Indians or whatever. I, I'd say we're, we're second to Alex Jones. Their baseball now. team is called now. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm dead serious when I say that because our batting average is pretty ridiculous right now mm -hmm. where we've been more right on so many. I think we've been wrong a grand total of, I think I still count them on my hands and feet. Anyway, I'm going to get to uh, finishing producing uh, Freedom Gardens. Yep. Number two, raising puppies. And of course, 
we had the addition of my best friend's dogs, her three dogs, her six month old Great Dane lab mix puppy, who's the sweetest thing. And then her eight month old Great Dane puppy, who is a crazy bitch, but very sweet as well. And is a fucking twat. (laughs) And then her- And the next time she barks, she might end up asleep for a little while. Her 11 year old plot hound, who has been our younger son's best friend since he was three. Yes. And she lived with us. Like that's there. She slept with him last night. Um, He was like, where's my dog? She's coming to bed with me. I was like, your dog's over there. Go get her off the couch, put her in your bed. So yeah, so our house is a zoo right now. Literally. It's a pack of And I've got another dog coming tomorrow. A pack of giant puppies. And then we have a Belgian Malinois coming tomorrow. (laughs) So, you know, integrating puppies. But puppies do well in a pack as long as, you know, it's just that first... 24 to 48 hours of integration that you really need to make sure that they don't hurt each other. The first night, like I was up at two o'clock in the morning, separating Seamus and Duke, Duke being, being the, uh, the lab great Dane mix because they were just, I mean, flat out fighting. And I thought Seamus was really going to hurt him, but they were just having such a blast. But Duke was just like, that was it. Um, so I had to separate them and leave Duke in the living room and bring Seamus into the bedroom to go to sleep because they were just hardcore crazy playing. So that's what puppies do, but it's, it's a zoo. <laughs> a small zoo a with ponies zoo. and everything. We have Irish ponies. With Irish whole bit. ponies. And uh, yeah. And the, the female thinks she's the alpha and they've all come to understand that he's the alpha. Yeah. So, she found out the hard way. Yeah, she did. She took a fucking rap in the ass that fucking. Although it was sprawling. pretty funny because when you weren't new the other day, she came right up and like licked your hand and was yeah. being all sweet. And I was like, oh. Now she likes you. And he was like, well, she recognizes me. And then you were you again and she wouldn't come anywhere near you. (laughs) She doesn't like the Meg. She doesn't like the Meg. She doesn't like So Not at all. Anyway. Not at all. So uh, for those Ditto Bots, I know you said you're always looking for new news shows. Um, We do the news every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. So hold us to this. Make sure you write this down. Tara. Tara, make sure you write this down this week. It is 2020 uh, rock and all genres. We and ha- that's what the music. opening song has to be from. It so it has to be 2020. somewhere from 2020 to, uh, um, yeah, 2020 to 2010. Uh, yeah, so yeah, 2020 to 2022, really, because up until today. No, it just says 2020. That would be the year 2020. No, it's 2020 and on. It's generation. Oh, 2020. Yes, yeah, decade. Okay, it's the decade. Correct. It has to be from this decade. Yes. So it, we I only see. have two years. You in need this, to be three years specific. in this decade. Okay. So. Well, that's fine. That, 2020, that's 2021, 2022. All right. Um, I will not be on tomorrow because I have a sports meeting to go to. So Leanna will be filling in for me. You guys should have fun. Um, Leanna's like Mick without a dick. So it should be very interesting. And then Tuesday, uh, Mick has a meeting. meeting. So I believe Josh will be filling in for Mick. Um, So that should be fun too. And then uh, Wednesday, it'll be the two of us again. Or yeah, he and I again. Uh, So 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss it. Next week's True Spiracy is our quarterly Kovac special with Janet and Menit Mac. Talking about, uh, you know, everything new in the last three months on COVID and the jab and 
what's come out, all the new information that's dropped, um, all that, all that stuff. So that'll be a, a long, comprehensive, in-depth medical episode. So be prepared. For, and they're usually tear jerkers. I usually pull tears out of y'all on that, on those Kovac specials. So yeah. but have fun with that one. Doomsday queen over yeah. here. And then the I'm week after that on Truespiracy, I think we have inquiries of our reality. And, um, and then the week after that is the conspiracy roundtable, true conspiracy roundtable. All I know is sometime in October, we need to schedule somebody who talks about a lot of, uh, witches. Okay. We want to talk about witches in October. You want to talk about witches in October? Yeah. Okay. For like a Halloween-y type feel. Are you going to be show. here in October? I hope. Okay. All right. Just check in. Okay. Uh, Medic Matt. Um, that's uh, Matt. M-A-T-T. M-A-T-T. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So either way, fuckers, uh, like, share, subscribe, and yeah. uh, we yeah, will uh, chit-chat with y'all later. Um, Tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for the Mick. And V. Lynn. We will talk to you later, folks. Thanks for watching. Talk. Have a good night. Serious CBD.
the best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins. Solvents. Heavy metals. Microbials. Foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD.